0: Hello and welcome to the 250, your weekly podcast, looking at the IMTP's top 250 movies of all time, and sometimes the bottom 100 as well. Last week we talked about a sequel to a defining movie of the 80s. This week we're talking about a, to a, about a sequel to one of the defining movies of the 2020s. We are talking about 365 days this day. And joining me as always is my co-host, Andrew Quinn. How are you, Andrew?
1: Doing very good, Darren. How are you
0: I'm getting by. I mean, like, i I probably worse off than before I watched this movie. Like, yeah, you know, not you just say like, to say. not just in like a mood, but I think as a human being, I think I'm probably worse than I was when I first took on this movie. Uh, but I'm really glad that we have two fantastic guests joining us for this. And before we jump in, I want to say I am so, so sorry. But first <laughs> of all, returning from last year's podcast covering the original, we had to invite her back, the fantastic Grace Duffy. How are you, Grace.
2: I, I have survived both of these films, which I think says more than any statement of how I'm doing could really, could really speak.
0: <laughs> I, I'm well, look, though. <laughs> y, you only have one left.
2: Oh, you Lord. You have one more left after wow. this I'm so excited. Yeah, I can't wait. I have, <laughs> I,
1: I have one more last film. <laughs> I, yes,
2: I, have. I,
0: I only one have more. one more
1: last film. I have yes. only one more last film.
2: We need to do the uh, the Christmas Prince trilogy at some point and then really let me come we, into my own.
1: We have to have one more last
0: conversation. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, Sorry. Um, and, and joining us fresh on this podcast, but I think she's self-described herself as the 250s queen of trash, the wonderful Billy Jean Doheny. Thank you for signing up for this. I reached out and you said yes. Thank you, Billie Jean.
3: Thank you guys for having me back. Um, I immediately regretted my decision after watching uh, today's viewing, but, <laughs> you know, anything for science. I appreciate you as always. We...
1: We appreciate you punting over here on your barge.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> can, can, can I ask, like,
3: when you say you regretted
0: it immediately, like if you were to put like a minute or second value on like how immediately you regretted it, are we talking like 30 <laughs> seconds? Are we talking two minutes? Are we talking 18 minutes? Are we talking a full one hour, 51 minutes? So
1: probably give away a lot, but it's not no. really a movie that you can spoil. That's fair. We, we still will do our format. But... We,
0: we will.
3: Well, I was I was texting one of my friends the minute the movie started. And I think I vaguely remember texting at about maybe 10, 12 minutes in going, it's been 12 minutes. There's been four music dance sequences. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, I hate this. (laughs) And I have a lot more thoughts on that, so we'll have to revisit. I won't spoil it just yet, because it's too early. Well, I'll spoil uh, you by telling you that the music is all crap.
1: It is the worst.
2: Like, if they could at least make us listen to something semi-decent, maybe it would take us out of the awfulness of the moment. Um, All I could think of
3: was that it belonged in
2: Selling Sunset.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's all just knock off Ed Sheeran and Selling Sunset music. (laughs) So... That's all I could think. That's
0: it. Like, it's a troubling sign when you go to, like, the Wikipedia page for the soundtrack to the movie and none of the artists have links in them. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they're they're just names. We did not Um, have a
2: budget. It's like when you watch a trashy Christmas movie and it's always, like, some weird jazz elevator music version of some... Some like well-known Christmas song, as opposed to the actual Christmas song, because they just can't afford it.
0: Although I will say, actually, there is one name in the credits that does have a link, and that is Michelle Moroni, who sings "Another Day." Also he has plays He has a link because Massimo. yes, he plays Massimo. Uh, Michelle, Maybe
1: he plays <laughs> other he characters plays as well, but welcome in, we'll com- in we'll com- movies. Well, like uh, for example, he plays Massimo in the first movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, not to give anything away. I mean, like, it is worth acknowledging. We talked about it last time. uh, Michelle Morone began his life as a gardener before he was, like, picked to star in the first (laughs) version of
1: this. <laughs> he's Like fail downwards
2: A peaceful life he must have had once
0: And now he is not only a star of like Two of the biggest movies on Netflix Which we'll talk about in a moment But he's also a recording artist in his own right Having recorded an album titled Dark Room Which peaked at 60 60- It wasn't
1: called Dark Room There's so much sweary And like incongruous Pop songs in these movies I realise we're a family podcast Yeah but like this is not a family movie. No, this is not a it's weird actually on Netflix because it just comes up and it's like eighteen sex. does not yeah, say the... anything about violence. violence or epilepsy warning uh, or yeah, context. Or, or, like sweary pop music. No, it's, it's just like, sex. I don't give a <laughs> if you're going back to heaven. Uh, well, do you it's want like a, a, a lyric?
0: Do you want, do you want to run pizza. through like um, Maroney's like seven singles? Seven singles one by of, title. One
1: of them is like take. <laughs> Take me out of this Um, nightmare uh, movie, (laughs) um, nightmare, black hole, or something. No, that that, that is a lyric in. Oh yeah, yeah. One one of his songs. I'm
0: I'm sure it is, but like, so the titles of his songs are next, dad, do it like that, drink me, no one cares, dark room, hard for me, which is an interesting choice for him. I think
1: is the one I was thinking of. Uh, it's dad, rather than daddy.
0: Yeah, which there's there are some interesting choices here. To be fair, but dad, it def-
1: dad seems like like that. The, yeah, sorry. The, the, anyway,
0: <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there. There is. There
1: is. <laughs> okay,
0: so before we before we jump in, obviously Grace talked about 365 days last year. Billy Jean, had you seen the original 365 uh, before I asked you to come on the podcast?
3: Unfortunately, yes, um, because. I have a couple of really good um see I hate I don't know how to explain this without sounding like I'm being like weird but like I suppose technically like quite girly girlfriends you know they like the rosé they like watching their 50 shades and their fluffy pajamas and stuff (laughs) which is absolutely fine happy days but they were all talking about this movie like it was like the best thing they'd ever seen in their entire life and I was like that's a bit odd. I've only seen bad things and people making fun of it. And they were like, "Oh no, it's amazing! Like it makes Fifty Shades of Grey look like amateur hour." This is the best thing ever. You need to watch it. And I was like, "Ah, here, there's a disconnect." And then one day, I had a very rare couple of hours where I just had nothing going on, and I said, "Ah, fuck it!" Like I think it was a Sunday of a Sunday, and I put it on, and after about, I'd say. 20 minutes or so if even I wanted to turn it off but I was just so like morbidly curious as to what was happening that I just I couldn't and I thought about it I'd say for a week straight because I was just (laughs) traumatized (laughs) I was legitimately traumatized by everything about it was so baffling as I'm sure everyone would agree to an extent like Mm -hmm. I've never seen something jump from having like amazing production quality to like Looking like it came out of a bargain bin, like within two different frames and stuff. It was just it was like a heap of different movies stitched together. I just thought it was fascinating. So yes, I I did see it unfortunately. And then when I saw the second one was dropping, I was like Jesus, I don't know if I have it in me to watch that again. And then he texts me. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that was fate. Fate. Fate text yeah. you, and you gave the read notification. And, yeah. And, 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 yeah, we
1: re-traumatize you. Yeah. Um, well, I, I I was kind happy that. Uh, I wasted time before watching this to see if, if Netflix would recommend it to me. Ah. Because I was like, if, it's, if, the, if like this is a new thing and if it's popular and Netflix knows that I've seen the first movie, like, will it recommend it to me? And it didn't, which I was happy about. <laughs> <laughs> um, you always feel like the algorithm is judging you as a
0: person. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, like, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm like, oh, it, it must think uh, too much of me to recommend it. Because it's probably watching you, right? <laughs> <You're> watching you, <it laughs> recording your responses to it, they, uh, like, pupil dilation, yeah, and yeah, various exactly. other things. But, but um, I don't, when 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 I when I went then to like finally get around to to um, to looking for it, I went into searches, and three sixty five was like in popular searches.
0: Ah, okay. Well, that, that's the thing is that yeah, this this is. We talked about it last time with 365 Days. It was a movie that almost kind of snuck onto Netflix. It received no promotion from the streaming service whatsoever. They did not issue any screeners to critics. It was buried down the bottom of their press release notes. (laughs) But almost as soon as it arrived, it went on to become one of the most watched movies in the world, it dominated the Netflix like most watch chart for something I believe in the space of like two or three weeks, which is unheard of. It used it...
1: to go home to the to, it, it 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 used to go to the um, most watch uh, chart and say, um "Where are you? What have you been doing?" Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Who where hurt do you? you? Going? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, And then it would tie, it would tie like Adam Sandler to a chair and make him watch. Um, But but it it is like massively, massively successful. So successful, in fact, that the sequel, which the one that movie that we're talking about today, which is 365 Days This Day, was actually commissioned by Netflix itself. Uh, While the original 365 was a Polish film that was bought by Netflix and distributed worldwide, this was actually produced by Netflix itself. And again, released very similar to the first one. No real advanced publicity. There was a single trailer released for it. There were no screeners issued for critics. Uh, it wasn't in any of the press notifications that I got from Netflix. How did you know about this?
1: Well, because it, the- it, it went. It, is this on the bottom 100 it, it is indeed. It has oh, a score okay, of 2.5. Of <laughs> occasionally we end up doing it <laughs> like movies for no apparent yeah. reason.
3: It's like a secret Trojan horse. <laughs> yeah, just for completion. But yeah.
0: Well, I think, I think at this stage, we're so invested, we're going to do another 365 days, no matter what, when they introduce the new characters played by Eddie to. Murphy and yeah, uh, it's Nick like Nolte. A,
1: it's like a tradition, like with the Star Wars and I guess now, now uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. And then Grace is the linking, linking, linking across all of those. So congratulations, That's Grace. Right.
2: Thank you to me. Uh, the agonies and the ecstasies. <laughs> uh,
0: but, like, so, so to give an example, though, like, again, it, it received no press whatsoever. It wasn't in any of the media that I received from Netflix. It wasn't in any of my, like, critic notifications with, oh, by the way, Stranger Things is coming up. You know, we've got a new season of Criminal Landing, all this sort of stuff. None of that stuff included 365 this day. But when it was released on the 27th of April 2022, it shot straight to the top of the most watched queue on Netflix again. And, look, we have a little competition here on the show where oh, we... yes where we Excellent. ask people to randomly guess figures. Um, so I'm going to ask you, how many oh, I think hours... This
1: was another game.
0: <laughs> how, how many hours of 365 days do you guys think were watched in its first week of release? So we'll, we'll start a little... We'll get a little bit of music playing in the background here. But if you guys <laughs> want to write down a figure, just each of you here, oh, guess, okay, yeah, how yeah. many hours... How many hours? No, hours. So it's two hours the long.
1: Mo- the movie is like an hour and 45, isn't it? Yeah, this? an
0: hour and 51, I think.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um... So... How many hours?
0: All right, so this right. is a very exciting game for all the listeners at home. <laughs> it's very audio. So if everybody has their answers down, does everybody have their answers? The rough guesses? Uh, In its yes. first week?
2: Yes. Can't even quantify.
0: Okay, so I'm going to ask uh, Grace, what's your, what, what's, what's your bet?
2: Okay, so I plucked this purely out of the air, but I'm going to say 4,312. Hours? Yes.
0: We are several magnitudes higher than oh, that. Oh,
2: Jesus. It gets worse. Oh, you can't give it away.
0: <laughs> oh, that's, that's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Narrow that down, Andrew. Well, I suppose...
1: I, suppose I, 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 I can show you what I have written down. So I have 7 million
0: hours written down. Oh, You're Lord. closer, but we're still in order of magnitude removed. So, Billy Jean, what's your answer?
3: 40 million.
0: Higher still.
3: Oh, seven, God.
0: my start. 77.98 million hours, which means it was watched... Thirty-three, sorry, thirty-seven million times at least uh, in its first. That was all me. In its first week of release, which means, like, in terms of like Netflix subscribers, one in every four Netflix subscribers watched this in its opening week. In its opening week on Netflix, it outperformed its nearest competitor by a margin of four. Silverton's I think it's like
1: seat- one 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 out of sixteen watched it four times.
0: That's I mean, fair. That
1: that does that make you feel better? better. Yeah, yes. I think it's like
2: I am wildly off base here. You're being kind, Grace. It's fine. I think there's
1: less people than like one in four, <laughs> and that the people who do watch it watch it a lot. I think.
0: Well, I mean, that's the story with the Christmas Prince, not not to drag in Grace's other um, kind of like Netflix kind of trilogy movie here. But
2: but I actually love Christmas Prince. Just to clarify, in yeah. case anyone thinks I'm comparing it to these terrible films that we're about to discuss. <laughs> oh, a Christmas oh, no, Prince like is great a... and pure. <laughs>
0: I like again we don't have time to talk about a christmas prince but i have like christmas prince is like white man's black panther that's that's my hot take on like christmas prince in that it has everything from like a scheming cousin to a prince who doesn't really want to be a prince it's got all this like royal intrigue and palace intrigue happening it's it's white person black panther that's that's a christmas prince
3: that's that would be a great band name yeah, white white black panther
0: <laughs> uh, but like so, like, to give you an example, not like White Panther. Why well, Not White Panther, or White Black Panther. <laughs> it's cleaner. <But like>, <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. But yeah, you know like, what's the next. Cool? The, A million dollars. The, Sorry. Um. <laughs> you know what's, what's, what's cool? 77.98 million hours of this movie watched in its first week. In its second week, it was watched like 31.45 million times. So we cross over like 100 million hours of this was watched in its it first week. how weeks. much
1: it was fast forwarded to. <laughs> I suppose. Like, but, does
0: that count? Well, that okay. That's a separate question to have. Like this, this movie seems designed to resist fast forwarding, at least in its first forty minutes. Right. Like, I, I we'll talk about this. when We get to the spoiler zone. This is a very oddly structured movie. I think very odd um, yeah. in terms of the choices that it makes. In terms of like literally front loading what it's doing. But we'll, we'll maybe talk about that when we get into the spoiler zone in a bit more depth. But yeah, this was this was a, an absolutely uh, massive hit uh, for Netflix. And what's interesting is that it's also, it came out a week after Netflix's stock plunged 37% because Netflix lost 200,000 subscribers while arguing that they were making quality content, which is kind of amazing. It's like, guys, we're making quality content. Stop that!
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like, are you trying to lose
1: money? Uh, <laughs> like, why? But- yeah, did it, did it, what? What is there like a phrase about like you never? uh lose money underestimating people the taste
0: of the american public no one yeah. ever went broke as underestimating the taste of the yeah. american public would seem to be the the expression there but yeah the, and again like what's interesting and again maybe this is a tangent upon a tangent but to, to talk to something i think andrew is interested in
1: <laughs> What <what'll this>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the, you've talked to the podcast before about being a fan of erotic thrillers
1: yes yeah they're great
0: um, and well, it?
1: like like I was of an age where you know you know they, they, they it was a, a different generation where there there, were, there would be things on the telly where there were a, like 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 <laughs> as in like That's I think our, our parents <laughs> our parents generation would get excited with like the naked ladies on Monty Python and on Carry On and that sort of thing.
0: But there wasn't really. There, um... So what you're saying is that it was just an evolution, a cultural evolution.
3: Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Where, like the we're... disappearing ink pens. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Where
1: you turn turn, turn them turn upside, upside down. down. <laughs> yeah, where you get them in the Canaries or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, for, for for people of very and specific i's age, reference, <laughs> it was like um, like all these Sharon Stone movies in the '90s and and stuff like Body of Evidence, and... Well, uh, Body
0: Heat, um, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Like, I mean, yeah, the, the huge boom, the Adrian line boom of kind of movies like Fatal Attraction, uh, movies like Jagged Edge, movies like, yeah. Slither. Yeah. Even oh, The Quick and the Dead
1: had some. Um, sorry. But uh, any, any, anyway, yes. Yeah, no, I was a a... a, a a fan of those. Oh, The specialists.
0: <laughs> I love that you're like, yeah, more. We can name more. Um, but like, what I find interesting is there's an argument that the erotic thriller has made something of a comeback, perhaps motivated by the success of 365 Days. And it's made a comeback well, in particular on streaming services.
1: There's something kind of uh, seems kind of like transgressive about there being skin in movies now. Yeah. You know, because there, there was a certain point where it's like, oh, nobody wants to see nudity in movies and it reduces how many people we can sell it to because people can just get nudity, like, on the internet. they can, yeah, like, they can just Google it. They can it see then. absolutely anything that, like, tickles their fancy. So why would we put that in a movie um, and, like, um, you know lose money
0: alienate potentially alienate audiences and stuff like that and again like arguments about like who you're selling it to as well if you're selling it to foreign countries for example international markets where there's heavy censorship places like say the middle east places like china where that sort of stuff tends to get censored you tend to take that stuff out i mean like there's a lot of discussion about how sexless mainstream blockbusters are and there's actually a really good argument i think it's made by and i'm just going to look up the name here but i think it's aria robinson kind of made it at uh, bustle and she made the argument that like in some ways 365 and 365 this day feels like all of that repressed like sexuality that you used to see in like mainstream movies just like bubbling forth in like the ugliest manner possible um and like like okay so here's here's the quote i just want to read the quote from bustle from aria robinson nowadays sex is either lampooned with prosthetic genitals applied hijinks and awkwardness played for laughs or rendered hyper realistically leaving no room for fantasy 365 spread, threads the needle, not spreads the needle, threads the needle, serving up senuous in your face, nails run down your sweaty back, steaminess. More now again. Hours upon hours of yacht sex, extremely graphic deems, dreams about getting dirty with the gardener, regardless of how outrageous they are. The sex scenes work because the actors have great chemistry. Now, I would disagree with that, but let's let's, let's accept that as a theory, <laughs> which is hard to manufacture. Like real life, you either have it or you don't. And despite being delusional in every other way, 365 Days makes this graphic fantasy feel as real as possible. 365 Days, this day ends with a cliffhanger, leaving the door open for a possible third and final film. According to a post on Blanca Lipinski's Instagram, this threequel will include, and I quote here, sex, sex, and even more sex. If the good, ethical movies won't give it to us, at least 365 Days will. So it's kind of, is. is there an argument that like this is, like pop culture has repressed like, the erotic thriller so much that it's kind of, like, come back, like, wrong, like, Pet cemeteried, like um, mutated yeah <laughs>
2: Like, it's come yeah. back as an uncanny valley version of it. I mean, there might be something to that, because I remember, I'm struggling to remember the context for this now, but I do remember reading an article about how, like, in the past maybe 10, 15 years, maybe more, um in action movies, everybody's bodies have just changed so much, and they've turned into, like, these absolute, like, beefcake, made out of roids types, whereas if you look at a lot of um, action movies from the 90s and even the 80s, like leaving aside ones that have, you know, like Arnie and, and actual bodybuilders in them, um, a lot of them just kind of look like normal, regular people who are kind of fit and athletic, but they're not like massive, like like roided up types, if you know what I mean. Um, and it is like, I, I think the point that this article was trying to make was that it's like, it's a very chaste version of looking at a body because it doesn't look real. like it's not sweaty there's no body hair there's no like imperfection in inverted commas visible anywhere um so i think this like what you just pointed out there darren might be another version of that in the sense that like we've taken away all the kind of the graphic realism if you will um and and kind of the you know the, the the grittier parts of things and now it's making a comeback in this weird sanitized polished version that's weirdly even further from the truth and kind of all the more disturbing for it <laughs> even further
0: into the uncanny valley um yeah, yeah. i think that, that, that article i think you're referencing is on blood li- on blood life and it's very worth sticking out it's everybody's beautiful and nobody's horny i think is the, is the name of the article that i read anyway yeah
2: that but, sounds familiar mm.
0: um and it's absolutely well worth a read and i mean i would also point out that what's interesting is that like this resurgence of erotic kind of um thrillers it's happening on streaming services. So obviously Netflix has this and the original movie. But Bridgerton, Amazon... What?
1: Bridgerton? Is Bridgerton there. as
0: well has kind of come back and introduced kind of sex. I
1: haven't seen Bridgerton, but it seemingly is quite steamy, right? Yeah. I've heard that people quite like it, right? And it, it, yeah, it was, no, no. It got great reviews. It was the reviews. thing kind of before Squid Game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was
0: indeed for, for Netflix. And like it was, it was... Everybody seemed to rave about it. Like my, you know... People, my, my parents' friends raved about it and how raunchy it was and all that sort of stuff. It was very, very comfortable conversations to have. Uh, but also even things like, say, Amazon has, obviously recently they have Dark Water or Deep Water, sorry, which is the Anna de Armas and Ben Affleck, Adrian Lyne movie. Oh, sorry, Andrew, you look like you're about to say something.
1: <laughs> no, I... I <laughs> oh. I,
0: I did not know about this. Deep, I like that I <laughs> just like making right? a note. I need it's, to make a note. It's deep. Deep, Have you not heard deep, about Deepwater? Deep water. Oh, Deepwater I, is like from the director of Fatal Attraction. Oh, maybe direct- you
1: sent it to me.
0: I think maybe <laughs> you
1: sent it to me.
0: Yeah, maybe I did. Uh, it, I was like, happy wedding, happy, happy, you see, happy you marriage. See, the wedding. thing about uh, erotic thrillers, that
1: like uh, f- f- like friends of your parents and friends of your like um, siblings will be talking about it, or people would be talking about it on a podcast. Um, that's maybe the the draw of it. It's is that it's something like a little bit naughty, but that you can also like discuss. Yeah. In in, in semi <laughs> polite in circles. Semi-polite co- yeah. circles. Whereas, like, if somebody is watching pornography, they tend to keep it to themselves.
0: Yeah, well, I mean that that's that's the big argument about these. Like, it's it's no coincidence that the original like erotic thriller boom that we talk about in the eighties coincided with the launch of VCRs because people could, like, watch many of these movies at home. And in fact, many of those movies underperformed at the box office. Movies like, say, Nine and a Half Weeks, for example, was a spectacular and humiliating box office failure. But on on v, uh, on VHS, it just kind of, like, sold like gangbusters. It also apparently performed very well in Europe, um, which is, is perhaps something that illustrates a cultural difference between America and Europe. But I find it interesting that, like, the... Nowadays, with streaming services, you have kind of the same thing happening, where, you know... Arguably, I don't know if anybody would ever go to the cinema to watch 365 Days or 365 Days this day, even if we weren't in a pandemic you know people might be a bit embarrassed to go i'll take one ticket to go see this movie please but it seems like you know you're watching this in the comfort of your own home particularly like we are still in a kind of a global pandemic and things like that to be clear but like particularly in the early days when you were kind of starved for content and everybody was kind of isolated and alone it seemed like that was the perfect movie almost for that moment because it's like nobody is watching you you can watch it apparently 78 million times
2: yeah,
1: it's a movie
0: for
2: like... I maintain this is why normal people did so well too. <laughs> if that came out in the normal times, so to speak, I'm not sure anyone would have cared as much.
0: That's a that's a great example actually as well, because that's a similar sort of thing as well. But all right, so sorry, that, that's just in terms of like broad <laughs> context for like 365 days, trying to situate it in a kind of a cultural milieu, trying to explain what it is and how it came to be. So before we jump into the Spora Zone, kind of three questions just to get us started. And Grace, uh, to go first, Do you think 365 Days, This Day, is one of the worst 100 movies ever made?
2: It's certainly one of the worst 100 films I think I've ever seen. So I think it's probably fair to lump it in there because, I don't know, every now and then I go through a phase with movies like this where I think, oh, are they really that bad? And maybe they're just harmless and what's the big deal? And then you actually sit and look at them and you think, no, no one should be subjected to this, just now.
0: Um, well, I mean, yeah, there, there's something when we get to this war zone, there is something when we published our 365 Days episode, we actually got some pushback on Twitter, which is rare because nobody interacts with us on Twitter. Um, but we did get some pushback from people who had some comments about our kind of
2: feedback. There and- are 365 stands.
1: I, I was listening back to our episode and I was kind of like, did, did we veer into kink shaming? Or, or were we delicate enough about it? Because the, 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 I think at one point we said, like, it's, it's not sexy. And, 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 and while we might think that, a lot of people do think it's sexy. Or was it a different kind of criticism?
0: No, it was it was very much along those lines. It was the sense of like our like a sense of perhaps that we were being overly moral in our judgment of it, right. and that like a, this is a kind of a, again we'll talk about when we get into the spoilers. It's obviously. a fantasy. It's, it's a fantasy, and we we don't say judge yeah. male fantasies of say men in tight clothes pounding several kinds of crap out of one another. We don't subject that to the same level of say scrutiny or, or yeah, moral yeah. judgment. Hey,
2: if you ever do something in the Northman, you can invite me on, and I will very <laughs> happily rip the piss out of that particular kind of male fantasy. <laughs>
0: but they they're so sweaty and and naked and wrestling and um, hunched
2: and and hunched oh, go to therapy <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: men men will literally like murder their father's killer on top of a volcano instead of going to therapy but but billy billy what about yourself do you think that this is one of the worst 100 movies ever made um
3: hmm see it's I would nearly say yes out of the principle that, like, there was clearly some talented crew, possibly a lot of talented crew and cast involved in its production, and I can't help like but wonder and feel, was it just one of those things that, like, because the tone of voice and the whole aesthetic and stuff was established with the first one that when like Netflix put the clout behind it and commissioned it like that they went okay well we have to just follow through what was done previously but like I I think I kind of mentioned earlier that it's one of those things that I've never seen production quality kind of swing so back and forth in a movie to the point where like it gave me whiplash like I I had to keep rewinding to make sure that I wasn't just making stuff up in my head um. so like and even just the fact it, it's essentially I, I would say yes because it is essentially a movie length music video but one of the music videos that you'd see on like you know the bottom of the barrel um like pop stars tv on your old skybox of like you know on a tuesday at like 3 p.m and they'd be playing all that weird a beat the music now I, the, I when I say weird booth music, I don't mean like dance music per se, but it's all that weird kind of hokey pop. So that's yeah. Out of principle, the fact that someone thought it was a good idea to turn that aesthetic into a, into a sexy movie, and obviously, listeners, you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotations right now. <laughs> yeah, I I would I would reckon so. It's
1: it's very kind my of my Euro- long
3: winded approach.
1: It's, it's very Eurobeat. <laughs> Euro-beat you
3: know? Yes, exactly. Eurobeat Euro. is exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like, I mean, right down to the sun, like there's, there are moments, like there's a moment in the movie where one of the characters are wearing like reflect, they're all wearing reflective sunglasses because it is a very 80s movie in some respects as well, where I think that the main character turns towards the camera and you can see the crew reflected in the camera. Yeah. And what's really weird is, sorry, reflected in the lens of the glasses. And what's really weird is they're all wearing, because obviously this was famous, there was a shot during COVID. It was supposed to be shot in late 2020. It was pushed out to, I think, February 2021. So they're all wearing like masks and are socially distanced oh, from one another. Yeah, there's a goof. Yeah, there's a, there is a goof. Oh, I didn't um, see that. But it's just really disconcerting because you're watching actors who are doing things that are in no way like proper COVID behavior. In terms, well, I'm of- glad, honestly. <laughs> that, 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 that the,
1: yeah, that, that they that they weren't kind of like that. Like like the worst thing that this movie could have done would be. Somehow remind you that like the pandemic is happening. We're in the middle of pandemic. Because you do watch shows and and movies where where you're looking at certain scenes and like I I I think like watching Succession. Yeah, I remember thinking like Brian
0: Cox is like 80 years old. There's a very good reason why. I appreciate that. But when I like
1: if 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 you're trying to jerk off to Succession, you 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 don't want to be taken out of it. no um thanks Andrew for that A- Andrew's
3: Brian Cox fetish has been <laughs> revealed oh, <Yeah. laughs> <I'm> sorry
1: <laughs> um no it's the character no um <laughs> but um sure.
0: I, 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 there are so many puns related <laughs> to Brian's last name and I'm making none of them I want everybody to appreciate I'm how mature sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm right. being um
1: I beg your pardon I shouldn't have taken it there. <laughs> but
0: but um but no, like, like yeah, so it's it's kind of interesting to watch. And like to be fair, I think there are. Maybe we'll get into the Spore Zone. There's a lot less spit play in this movie, for example, which is quite <laughs> there noticeable. Is there is some, but notably onto objects and not into people. Which is a very weird sentence that I just said out loud, but it is Something I noticed. But but is
1: that relevant to your like criticism of the movie? Do you do, you, no, I'm not do really you want sweet. more or
0: less? I'm I'm more just making an observation <laughs> that this is very clearly like a COVID like 365 days. Oh like, right right Where right. you where you like it's clear that you can have um like spit on things.
1: COVID doesn't spread as much from sex toys. Or
0: actually no, they
1: they were afraid that people would go out and buy too many sex toys, and they wanted them just to go. <laughs> to um, to our, to our front line.
0: All right, so so so, so Andrew, yes, do you think that three sixty five days this day is one of the worst one hundred movies ever made?
1: I don't. Um, this it, it, there there there'll be another question coming along, yeah. Uh, that that I might answer differently, but um, it has um, some quite good uh, scenery, like the locations um are quite good yeah there, there seem to be quite good cameras like some some of the stuff we watch on the bo- a bottom 100 is kind of um some of it has that uh, a a nice kind of a gonzo kind of a, a, a feel to it this um this doesn't and um as I, I mean more the you, you, you've UV, able stuff rather yeah. than like Birdemic yeah. where, where I think they would have preferred to have had a little bit more money, but this, this, um, does have kind of money spent on it. It doesn't do, there's certain things it doesn't care about. Like it doesn't care about dialogue. Yes. There's no, there's no kind of money goes into polishing um, the script, polishing the script like at all.
0: Or in asking um, actors to give second takes of line yeah, deliveries,
1: yeah, or in like the story or anything like that, but 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 they do like make sure that like people look very good. You know, the, the
0: um Well they're shot they're shot well. Again, like all of yeah. it feels it's it has the feel of kind of a commercial. No, but
1: they've also got like very good looking people in them. Yes, good looking yeah. people
0: in, in nice expensive suits driving expensive cars that are shot very well against skies that are clear and blue and, and kind of yeah, seas and oceans yeah. and horizons. And... and it
1: like like if, if 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 they did all of that and it was um and it didn't have god awful music or <laughs> um like if if, if you if there was kind of uh, dramatic tension, I guess. Th- th- this, by the way, I think is worse than than the first movie. Yeah, that's but, a question uh, I was going to yeah, ask throughout the group. I think what the first movie had going for it is that they didn't really do much until <laughs> um, later on into, into the movie. So it, it didn't front the, load itself. In yeah, of, so yeah. Th- th- that you could maintain that kind of sexual tension. Whereas in, 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 in this, like, I guess we'll talk about it a little bit later, but because because the, these um, it perhaps doesn't spoil it in too much to say. There are graphic um, sex scenes in this movie. Oh, yes. But 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 that is the same characters from the first movie. Yeah. Is that a spoiler? No, I don't we think believe so. that Laura is dead at the end. But if you're going to watch this movie, um, it's it's another um, Laura, Laura and Massimo movie. And like that, that's what's going to get you in the door, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> but like, okay, well, I suppose actually that's that's. The, I was going to ask that later, but something to throw to the group. So Grace, uh, Billy, like, which is the better three sixty five days movie of the two released so far? Is this better or worse than the previous movie? And how exactly do we quantify or measure that?
1: Can I can can I say? Oh no, actually, sorry, no, no, I'll I'll will um, put it to the, the to the to, to the floor first. They, they might have the same... Yeah, um, Billy or Grace might have the same point. So, I beg your pardon.
2: Well, mind. I would probably... I don't know. This one felt marginally easier to watch, but I don't know if that's because I've already been desensitized by the first one. <laughs> <laughs> like, the first one definitely felt more... Like it made me feel like some sort of weird boomer clutching my pearls. Like I cannot believe they put this on film kind of crap. Um, and then. The kids this, on TikTok. Yeah, and then this.
0: Was, They're doing the 365 days that's, challenge. That's Sorry. what Twitter will think
3: of us. <laughs> yeah.
2: This was kind of the same for the first maybe like 20, 25 minutes. And then I don't know. I, I just found it easier to. If not quite get into the story. Because <laughs> A, what story? And B, let's yeah. just not go that far. I just felt like it was more palatable in some ways. Yeah. Um, And when I say clutching my pearls about the first one, I mean the very obvious, like, subtext of abuse and rapiness and all sorts of awfulness, lest anyone think I, too, am am, am kink-shaming, because that's not what I mean. Um, (laughs) I just find films like that very off-putting in the real-world context of endemic sexual violence. They make me feel very uncomfortable,
0: so and yeah. un- understandably so. I mean we'll, we'll talk about this more when we get to the spoiler zone. Uh, I think one of the interesting things that this movie does and this is one of those like w- what measure of better is it is that this day consciously tries to avoid or downplay some of that stuff that you kind of mentioned some of the baggage of the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh it like it makes several changes to the book version of this story and we'll get to the spoiler zone because I want to ask what you guys I... think happened in the book. Because um, you will never guess what happened in the book version of this. Uh, but it makes several plot changes in order to like kind of smooth it over. It has characters kind of say, oh, by the way, what happened to the last movie was not cool. Just to be clear, uh, you have a character actually say, I know our beginnings were quite rough. More like sick. You kidnapped me and that is sick. But I fell in love with you and we were together because I decided, which feels like an attempt to kind of reclaim, I think, some of the... Yeah.
1: I, like, like like I would have imagined that people watching the movie and, and enjoying it would be like yes, this would not be okay if it actually yeah. happened, but it's this this is a fantasy and i'm and I'm watching it and I want them to be actors pretending like it's happening yeah. the way I want to pretend it's happening in no, I don't want, um, an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. but, um, it's, uh,
0: the, the, uh, well, there's something about the fantasy of like playing it out in a safe space or where, you know, it's a fantasy uh, yeah, kind of thing.
1: isn't it? Yeah. 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 Where, yeah. where, where a movie can be that kind of place. Um, yeah. and, and similarly like a consensual kind of uh, role play can be another place. Yeah, sort of. yeah.
0: Yeah. That, that's the kind mm-hmm. of thing that maybe don't mm-hmm. pack this for us on. Cause I do think that's complicated and I have no idea what the right answer is there. Um, but also, also, like, my, my concern is primarily, like, I think... <laughs> I <just> think <laughs> you what? talk about spit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm very clear about how I feel about that. <laughs> I, I'm not sure how to unpack Sorry. Yeah. But um, I, mean, I
0: mean, I do feel like spit is a much easier subject to talk about because it does, there's, there's, less, there's less consent boundaries with spit where it's like either you accept it or you don't. Right, um, right. whatever right. people choose to do with their sp- fantastic conversation, thank you for steering us down this avenue Andrew, whatever people choose to do with their own spit or with other people's spit is their own business and I have no judgement on that whatsoever, uh, but my, my point is more that this movie seems to like course correct itself around the first one and it seems to make mm-hmm. gestures towards recognising some of the problematic texts of the first one and I'm like does this make it a better movie because it's more self-aware because it acknowledges those things because it kind of seems to correct or counter for them or does it make it a worse movie because of what Andrew said where it's like is part of the thrill of this or the fantasy of this that stuff that is is really uncomfortable to sit with and really uncomfortable to digest and does like talking through that and kind of like pushing away from that perhaps move it into a space where it doesn't really have anything unique to offer. Because it's like yeah, I, are, I I agree with
1: grace who, Who's who's itch is it is it it's scratching? scratching like they, Other than like the I guess we'll like, like talk about it, but that the the, um, the kind of materialistic oh yeah stuff they, they, um. But I don't think that really does um, does it in a. Um, it's a it's it's a fantasy, but I don't think it's a sexual fantasy. So yeah. like, the, the, this this movie, if it's not going to if it's not going to do that thing that perhaps it did badly <laughs> in the first movie, then what is it going to do badly uh, this time? That's kind of like equivalent. Yeah,
0: well, that, that's that's the question. The pit, it's like it's yeah. like as I agree with Grace, I think this is a less offensive movie. I think this is a less. I felt less uncomfortable watching this while still feeling very uncomfortable watching this. And I'm like, does that make this better or worse? Like, should this be a movie that makes me uncomfortable? And I, sorry, and that's I realize I've just yeah. like loaded a grenade and lobbed it at Billy. No. But Billy, what about like what <laughs> what what do you think? Like, is, which is the better three sixty five days movie? And and like, is there an argument for either or both?
3: Um, I hmm. So a lot of. <laughs> A lot of my answers, I would imagine, going forward are going to be humming and hawing because there's just so much to ponder. <laughs> I can't fully yeah. wrap my head around it. Honestly, I, I found, for whatever reason, and this is before I say what I'm going to say, don't think I'm a little weirdo, creepy, whatever. I think I found the first one easier to watch in the sense that I was so like bewildered as to what I was watching. <laughs> that I was just kind of stuck into it even though I knew what I was watching was terrible and horrifying and all those things uh, I I think it was more of a case that when the sequel rolled around it was like okay been there done that got the t-shirt so I was a lot more kind of I think the first time around I was just so taken aback that I probably missed like so much of the undertones and stuff of what was going on and I, obviously there was not many undertones you know what I mean? It was very, it was very overt. But like I, I was just, you know, it's like when you see like a dog watching a washing machine. That's essentially what I was like the ver with the first one. But with the second one, I was picking up on everything, and whether it was to do with the actual movie and the the, once again, air quotes story, mm. or like the actual production of it, I. <laughs> I think it's one of those things, like, I appreciate the fact that Netflix, with the second one, tried to course correct some of the problematic elements of the first one. I completely understand why it would be in their interest to do that. But one of the things, and why I would consider this to be kind of nearly worse than the first, is the fact that, and I have, I'm have, i looking at my notes right now just to double check that I had written it down. I hated the fact that I ended up feeling sorry for Massimo, and everything <laughs> La- La- Laura did pissed me off the fact that i was siding with this absolute looney tune and i felt bad for him because she was being so annoying i was like every single fiber of my being was going he's heinous this is so wrong like after everything he did to her but then she'd kick off and say something and i go oh jesus my god (laughs) like what's happening and i totally resented the fact that they turned me on her
1: Well, it it reminded me a lot of kind of the like for 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 forgive me, Darren and I are old, but my 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 memory of romance in my 20s um, was like, you know, it was it was it was it was a lot more like complicated as in like there was always such kind of like um, like uh, game playing. I, I want to distance kind of,
0: myself from any suggestion Andrew's about to make comparing our 20s <laughs> love lives to the events of 365 days no 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 sorry um, sorry sorry <laughs>
1: Dad, um, I, 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 I beg your I, pardon
0: I, I never kidnapped a woman and made a, gave, her, gave her a year to no, follow me no, and I was no, never kidnapped by a woman and given 365 what I, what days in mean, love with her
1: what I mean more is the kind of uh, 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 jealousy and insecurity that both of them kind of have and you realize oh, these are two very young people yeah. They're not people who are kind of secure in themselves and confident about who they are and 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 what they want. They're like any kind of um. they're like constantly kind of um, unhappy and unfulfilled you know what I mean and, and I mean and we and, talked about this and, last and they also have like the, the kind of extremes of kind of
0: the, the the volatility and also then the fact that it's a soap opera where everything gets he- heightened on top of that as well exactly and I mean yeah, we'll get yeah. to some plot elements that are maybe lifted directly from well, soap opera. that's operas. Mo-
1: more what I mean about like romance in, yeah. in, in one's 20s is the whole like the drama of yeah. it, I guess it's over the uh, top
0: it's exaggerated yeah. everything is everything is slow motion like camera panning but, uh, sorry, across it, it's yeah.
1: maybe more accurate to say in the, in one's teens I guess fair yeah. Fair.
0: I mean, like again, we've talked about this. Where like Blanca Lipinski, who's the novelist responsible for the book series, and is, like co-writer on the screenplays, she said that like eighty-five percent of the first movie happened to her. Apparently, um, Jesus. Yep, yeah, um, including she Jesus. was she was apparently abducted by a a four by a lover, um, and apparently it did turn into a romance, and that was uh, apparently the inspiration for a large part of the movie there. But she's talked about how yeah, a lot of it was her young romance, her her needing to feel or wanting to feel that sense of like. A passion and a, and everything kind of falling apart and the center coming undone. So I think you're you're not off base there. I don't when, think you're too far. When
1: in Stockholm, all right then. And- I, I, I I I I was going to say, and I I guess like we'll talk a lot about him later. But there there's 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 a um, there's a character later on that I think for me anyway. I felt like he he was like a a shining light of the movie because one problem I had with both movies is that Massimo, like obviously he's meant to be like a a a a a bad uh, guy and kind of damaged. I think the suggestion with this movie is, and I forget the first movie whether the first movie underlined this so much, but the this movie is also kind of like Laura is also um, kind of a. a, a, a at, at least she feels like kind of aware or or some sort of sense of guilt about it but there's a strong suggestion that she's not a good person either but massimo was back to Billy's but point. but, yeah. but, 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 but Ma- massimo was such a piece of like <laughs> yeah.
0: That, that, yeah. That, that 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 it's it like, does kind of eclipse I, like everything else it's yeah, like in I, every argument the two have like you can always go back to yes well you kidnapped me and abducted me for but a year and there's he, no comeback he's so to
1: that. kind of on uh unlikable you uh, you look at him and you, you think like he, he's just he he is just like um terrible like I don't believe there is any tenderness yes. any in, goodness in, in this man in 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 this man where whereas like at least in in something like uh, 50 shades i feel like there's a kind of a um a, like a damaged sort of like a vulnerability about that character maybe or maybe I'm completely misremembering it, but there's something about kind of jamie dornan's performance where you feel that un- under kind of like any like objectionable stuff there's some uh, good guy uh, there somewhere
0: Well the movies the movie the 360 sorry the the like 50 shades movies go out of their way to do the really uncomfortable thing of suggesting that his kink is a result of like sexual trauma so he's an abuse survivor and victim is the thing so you do feel some measure of sympathy for him Whereas here in 365 Days, you have the weird Freudian subtext of he was looking at Laura when his father got shot and therefore has imprinted on her like some sort of weird baby bird. <laughs> and uh, I, I guess he's working through some stuff with his father through this, I guess. Oh, baby bird. <laughs> um, <laughs> are, you a, are you scared, baby bird? Um, but all right. So sorry, we, we've taken our while going go through these three questions, but, but Grace... Would this be one of the worst 100 movies you have ever seen?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I no
0: hesitation. It's,
2: like, it's, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of films that I watch that I haven't liked. Um, and also, like, I haven't liked them and I haven't been bothered by them. But then every now and then something like this comes along and it just feels like just so objectively poor and nonsensical and kind of like what billy said about it just being this really long crappy trashy music video where you're just like just like <laughs> i'm just not into this
0: no i mean like to be clear in the group chat you did message better come out and come to me with a better movie next time Mooney." so i do apologize <laughs> and that is entirely on me um but yeah, so this is this would definitely be one of the worst 100 movies you've ever seen, yeah.
1: I don't think there is a movie good enough to make it <laughs> to make up, up to you. the this. No. Yeah. We're
0: doing we'll do all 3 Lord of the Rings um, and then we'll talk <laughs> about like The Force Awakens again. Um but but Billy, what about yourself? Would this be on your own like the worst 100 movies you have ever seen?
3: um kind i suppose kind of like my previous answer just out of principle i'd have to say yes because just like grace was saying that i would have a lot of movies that i go wow that was you know so so because i i and i think i've mentioned on the podcast before that one of my like tenants that i live by is that it doesn't matter how bad something is whether it's book a movie comic anything like that i will always try and find something good because what's bad to me might not be Bad someone else so who am i to like um smack talk it so i'll always try and find the positives in whatever i'm like kind of whatever media i'm consuming but this is one of those really hard ones where like like even yesterday um i think i mentioned earlier that i was I uh, when i was watching <laughs> this glorious piece of cinema for the podcast i'd say about 15-20 minutes in i was texting a friend of mine and i was trying to describe it to him <laughs> to the point where he was, ki- he was, he was kind of winding me up, and I was having to like take pictures of certain like screenshots, um, like for example, uh, when I think I took a picture of the, see, I, we're getting into spoiler target. I'll leave it. We'll talk about it later. But um, I took a picture. <laughs> let's just it could say be a picture of
0: anything. Uh-huh.
3: I, I, I took a picture, and if you've watched the movie, um, it has to do with uh wrist cuffs, and you'll know oh. exactly what I'm talking about. So that was the I only believe way. We call that the,
0: subtext in the business. That's what yeah, that was. That was
3: subtext. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. So I was like, yeah. So this is basically the crack, anyway. I don't really know what to say to you. And then about twenty minutes later, he texts me going, "Right, I'm just started the first one. Oh Jesus, your man just, your man just got shot. <laughs> so he watched the first one, and I'd say he's going to move on to the second one now, just because I, I told him I was watching it for this. I had to apologise profusely so like I suppose in a way I'm kind of I'm living by my tenants in a way because people are you know <laughs> they're watching it because I'm telling them to but um, yeah I, I just I as I said it was just a, so much whiplash and the fact that like as we have established Massimo is such an awful 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 cretin of a human being and the fact that there were several points throughout the movie that I went Jesus Christ I feel sorry for you mate even though you are literally the devil incarnate, that that to me is unforgivable, and it was a very hard pill to swallow. <laughs> yeah,
1: because he's not charming like 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 the um he there there's a bit from the first movie like we can talk about that movie all yeah. we like but there's 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 a bit in the first movie where they're at I think a wedding. It might be like her Laura's sister's wedding or Laura's friend's wedding or something like that. Her parents are at the wedding, and um, her father goes to him and he says, well, "What are your intentions for my daughter?" And he he he's like only bad intentions. <laughs> he doesn't say it like in a charming way. It's like really kind of menacing, and the father is like. Oh, I like the cut of your jib, because, like, that's in the script. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but it's like, if they were to improv, you know, <laughs> there's only, like, a, a certain way it would go. But it, it, it's, is it, um he's not charming at all. Uh, because, like, he could be that bad and we'd still kind of, like, like him if he's uh, you know if he had the qualities of an anti yeah, yeah but yeah. do
3: you think is that a character sorry darren to across here but do you think is that to do with the like oh god i forgot the actor's name but the actor of massimo do you think that's to do with his performance or the michelle way the maroney. character is michelle maroney is it to do with his portrayal or the way it's written or both i think it's him yeah i th- I, th-
1: I think he's um a very good-looking uh, man. I mean, like, like he's, no, he's, he's talked no he's, discernible he's, talent. He's talked any about any like direction. how how
0: like his as an actor he struggled to make it because he was too handsome. That was it. Like he said in Italy, if you are too handsome, you do not work. That was it. That was apparently what held him back all these years. He was too fair handsome. play
3: to him. I wish I had the Life same is problem. Hard. Yeah. Life's hard. It is. Sorry, I
0: sometimes have that. <laughs>
3: Sorry, <laughs> that's why that's why I
1: moved to podcasting. Um, yeah. So you don't distract people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Do I if 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 you're gonna ask me the question, Darren? Um, yes. It 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 would be on my uh, bottom one hundred. And for that, bad not, movie island? No, no, okay. no. Okay. Not, <laughs> I don't think not, you have to clarify that immediately. Not bad movie island. Um, like I might put like barbed wire or something on uh, bad movie. What should we talk
0: about later this year? <laughs> oh wow!
1: In 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 the kind of like uh, uh bad erotic movie. Uh, section of the
0: island, <laughs> the place but, behind curtains.
1: No, this this is a movie that I hated. Like I I I, I thought it was uh, abhorrent, and and it didn't have any of the, or or it certainly didn't have as much like like it does come across as kind of an abusive, domineering relationship, and as somebody who's who's um, quite uh, trapped and unhappy in 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 Laura. Um, but on the other, on the other hand, it has it, it has Nacho the Gardener, which I think <laughs> re- redeems this movie somewhat. Oh, we're gonna talk about Nacho the Gardener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but they, they, they
0: um, and, what do you call and- a gardener who isn't actually employed by the mafia? Nacho Gardener.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but um, but no no I I I really really didn't like this I um I did not like the the the, the god awful music, um,
0: <laughs> I love that
1: we're doing or the or that the, the the yeah or like like stuff we've mentioned the 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 dialogue really grates on me, it's like what I and and, and, and like. To be fair, like the, 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 the English is like a second or a third language for a lot of these people and, and I don't have the facility with languages that they have, but how how there couldn't be one person on on staff?
0: Who, who spoke who... English as a first language or was like, that's yeah. not a, how you construct a
1: sentence. A native speaker. Yeah. Who might, it's like, uh, one less word there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. But I mean, it, it, part of it's also just the performances as well. And again, this is English as a second language, so I feel bad that I'm commenting on like the actors here. But it's like things where you have like complete non-sequiturs, where like at one point she walks into the room and says, uh, sorry, he, she walks into the room and he says, how do I look, baby? And she responds, it will be the perfect honeymoon husband, and it's like no, he says,
1: How do I look like
0: how do I look like that yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> how do I look <laughs> like baby
1: yeah, how <laughs> do I look like baby well, couple- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you um, like a baby isn't normally as hairy as you or as <laughs> greased up or as muscled or as yeah.
0: babies are you know often on dress like you yeah. they're just wearing pants I mean like I guess that's how you look like baby uh, but like yeah like going from that to it will be up the perfect honeymoon husband uh, like it Ugh. it's it's the, the sentences words the language it's painful and it hurts and I think to, to come back to something Andrew said there like we mentioned how like this feels like Netflix kind of like cleaned this up a bit where they're like okay we need to address the problematic subtext but what's really weird is that like they take all of the subtext out of the sex scenes. The sex scenes here are a lot less rapey, which is good. They're a lot less non-consensual, which is good. Um but I mean, for, they, s- for somebody with a like to to be okay.
1: clear the first movie does it badly. But yeah. for for somebody with a like a um if 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 you want to call it a a a, 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 radish, a ravish yeah, move, a kind, kind of, of fetish yeah. then it doesn't kind of replace that with so, yeah. sorry well my,
0: my <laughs> argument, yeah it doesn't replace that with anything but it's also that like it keeps the subtext everywhere else so instead right. of it being a kink or a sexual thing it becomes the actual relationship is so toxic because yeah. he's so possessive of her like in her day-to-day life it's not like a sexual thing it's no longer that... like how they interact with one another while they're having sex it's like he comes to the restaurant and tells her to leave now That sort of stuff, or he tells her he has scheduled fun time with her best friend, and she's going to have fun time with her best friend because he has done so.
1: That controlling, domineering. There's a point where she she needs to throw away her phone
0: because she's so worried he will track her using it.
1: Yeah, we're we're like I'm not I'm not an expert, but um, I've heard that sometimes for for somebody who wants to be kind of like controlled in the bedroom, it's as a contrast to to what they. are kind of used to like for example if somebody is in charge of people in in like their professional life that they might um kind of get get a a a, a thrill out of kind of uh having the opposite of that and having somebody in control of them um in a yeah. kind of, a, like, a safe way in their... In their but in that,
0: their again, again to bring it back to Lipinska, that the writer, the author of the original book, like, she's talked about this. She said, yeah. you know, um, I was in a moment in my life I didn't say a way out, only a big black hole. I'm a tough woman, a businesswoman. Right. I was tired of deciding. All the time I had to decide about something. Life, work, money. I thought it would be so nice to have a strong guy who would tell me what to do. Um, and, like, so I, I, do, I get that kind of fantasy. I, I understand that kind of logic. And, I mean, that's the underpinning of, like, so... Like you know, was it uh, nine and a half weeks to pick an example? Like from the eighties erotic thriller genre, which is based around a kind of similar premise as well. Right. Um, So I I get that, but here it's just unpleasant. Here, here it's it's just it's like it's the relationship itself that is that that is toxic. That is like that is like. Yeah.
1: It's it's not creating kind of a a a play space where where you you can kind of. Uh, it's 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 taking everything that you value in your life away from you like all of your autonomy and kind of like hopes and dreams and what what does she call them i don't believe by the way that Laura wants (laughs) challenges, um or that she misses them really but um that's that that's a problem with the movie um and um kind of like knowing what to do with the character in order to kind of um for it to be compelling but anyway
0: all right and grace final question before we jump into the spoiler zone if listeners have not watched 365 days this day which is available on netflix to stream is it colon, right now this day? it is colon this day which is interesting because the colon name...
1: but stuff <laughs> sorry <laughs> thank um, you, Andrew. i beg your pardon i was, uh, I was wondering like how, how does it heighten the sorry sorry, sorry. Um, okay thank you Andrew. i'm gonna, I'm gonna try to stop yeah <laughs> this um, okay well... i beg your pardon grace um would you recommend this movie
2: No, probably. I wouldn't want somebody to look at this and then be like, why did you make me watch this? But I guess if you're curious about it, then it's probably, you can give it a shot. And if you don't give up within the first 20 minutes of absolute, like, tripe music over weird montages, then you are a stronger person (laughs) than I am. Unless, and I had to watch the rest of it, like, out of obligation. But um, I am sorry.
3: I am so sorry. That's okay.
2: I agreed to do it. So it's fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And Billy, I am also sorry for you as well. But um, would you recommend listeners pause the podcast and stream 365 days this day um, to a local device?
3: Well, as I've already established, I got to jump on that earlier. (laughs) I have, unfortunately. Uh, I'm sorry. But um, I think, okay, this is the antithesis of what I have said up until this point. But I think... This movie and the first one are great watches on like, you know, like a rainy Sunday when you don't know what to do with yourself and you're just in a mood where you absolutely hate everything about yourself and your life and you need (laughs) to like self-flagellate a little bit where you just want to punish yourself for being alive, essentially. Sometimes you just need to bleach your eyeballs, I find Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just exposing like severe mental illness on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but like it's just one of those things. I think it's a it's one of those watches that it's like it's such a guilty pleasure that there's nothing pleasurable about it. It's just guilt. So if you're in one of those toxic headspaces that you need to purge, then I would suggest watching these movies because you will feel cleansed after it, my friend. Let me tell you. <laughs>
0: I-, I love the idea of like billy suggesting that you go into a dark room in the center of your house lie down on the bed chain yourself to it take out a variety of like remote controls <laughs> stick on the tv down the bottom of the bed and just chain yourself to the bed and yeah. watch 365 days on
3: like a CRT or while- tv <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. possibly <laughs> while bad euro trash music plays in the background as a montage of you watching 365 days yeah um but, Andrew, what about yourself? Would you recommend that listeners pause the podcast and stream it to a local device?
1: I guess, like, if they have those very specific needs, <laughs> <laughs> like, who am I to. But, but what, what I, what I recommend, um, like, if, yeah, I, I suppose if somebody, if somebody said how much they enjoyed the first one, I would be like, but wait, there's more. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, would be, would be kind of pointing them in that direction. Um, but um no i i i wouldn't recommend this as a good movie that where where i want to tell people like that this is what i think a good movie is. <laughs> i nor would i recommend it to people kind of ironically um necessarily i guess although it it, it is a bit bonkers i guess in places like in in in, in ways that the first one was um, which maybe explains why this is... the Like, it's not a list of the
0: 100 most boring movies. Yeah. Um, the IMDb did change that. There was a while where they were quite boring and we were watching the bottom 100 and they were quite sluggish. And I have to say, they changed the algorithm and they are at least... Most of them are interesting now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that that they're bi- bizarre rather than, like, boring. Mind Or they're less sad movies. <laughs> 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 Where you watch the it's like, oh, yeah, the politics of this are horrendous. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, anyway.
0: So that's a, that's a note then.
1: No, I wouldn't. Would Would you recommend that people watch this? <laughs> I mean, you, you have. You, <laughs> you've asked us all. I three. have
0: asked all three of you to do this. Yeah, and, and by the way, this is the first one we're recording after Andrew's back from his honeymoon as well. I was like, this will be an easy one. That was the logic for it. It's like, look, it's on Netflix. It's easily accessible. Everybody can watch this. Nobody will have to do any planning or any organizing around it. So it's, it's an easy win for the podcast. And I was wrong. And I'm willing to admit that. And I'm sorry uh, for all the hurt and pain I have caused and put out into this world. Um, so no, I would not recommend that you watch 365 Days. With that in mind, join us on the other side of the spoiler zone.
1: Spoiler zone. I don't know what to do I was gonna do like his creepy little voice. Spoiler zone. Spoil- Spoiler zone, baby girl. Spoiler zone, baby girl.
0: Um, um, I think I think we got it. I think that's yeah, it. I think that's okay. the one we're using. Um, so Billy
1: Upsetting
0: <laughs> And and we, we we you mentioned looking for the goodness in, in any movie, and we can come back to that in a second, <laughs> if you don't want to answer that now. But what is three hundred and sixty five days this day about for you?
3: that's a very loaded question darren like i just honestly (sighs) hmm i told you there's gonna be lots of hums (laughs) 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 it's it's hard to like it's hard to even like quantify and explain because I'm even, I'm try, I only watched it last night and I'm trying to think back over what happened. Oh. But even like... my, Do you want, do you want me to read that? I have I have
0: the book summary. I have the plot summary for oh. the book actually if you want me to read it out loud. Um, and I'll read it Holy slowly hell. as well.
1: Later, later on I'm going to say what I think the, the story is about as well. Okay. But, so uh,
0: but, uh, so here's, the, here's the plot summary of the novel translated from Polish. Laura Beale's Sicilian life begins to resemble a fairy tale. There is a boisterous wedding a husband who will do and give everything for her pregnancy gifts and unimaginable luxury service cars seaside residences everything would be perfect if not for the fact that gangsters are all around crime hangs in the air someone is constantly trying to kidnap and kill her and her best friend olga blindly follows in her first steps in her footsteps being the wife of the most dangerous man in sicily has its consequences and Laura will find this out painfully. That's apparently... That's Holy the hell. I love
2: that's... that he's the most dangerous man in Sicily. Like the bloody state of him. <laughs> like what? what's so dangerous about him? Like the, the whiff of probably Hugo <laughs> Boss that's coming off him from yeah, like, the 10 links. miles away. He's
0: uh, yeah. a lot of Jew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, as, as a mafia chieftain, it does look like the only thing he's ever killed is the mood, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I, I wear Gucci. Gucci.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thank but you. yeah, I don't know. Like Let me try I, that I...
1: again. <laughs> How do I smell like?
3: <laughs> that was Baby. really I'm... good. <laughs> Holy heck. Thank you. We managed to book Michelle Maroney on
0: the podcast. Uh, surprise, everybody. Yeah. Um, he's not doing anything else lately. Uh, he is oh. too handsome to be doing movies.
3: <laughs> again, fair play to him. But uh, to answer your question, Darren, I would, what the movie is to me, that was the question, wasn't it? It was a movie one? about yeah, it's here. Literally, it's about. I feel, um, and if anyone disagrees with me, feel free to jump in. But it's about like absolutely blistering, just unimaginable toxicity from every shape and form and angle. Like, literally, I could feel the negative energy like radiating off my TV, and <laughs> I suppose I could, like like. <laughs>
0: Billy just like drapes a tarp over her yeah. television after the film is
3: over yeah I have to light sage and everything it was that bad
0: <laughs> you're, the room suddenly smells of Lynx and you've no idea why
3: yeah it's like it's like in the ring instead of seven days you start smelling like you know like Hugo Boss and Lynx and you're going hmm and the stronger it gets you know Massimo's coming to kidnap you <laughs> but uh, yeah that's it's just about just Insane amounts of toxicity from all angles. And even like, I suppose we're in the spoiler zone now, so we can talk about it. Like, even, I suppose, in a very, by a margin of a, like a sliver, the least, um, <laughs> again, it's not saying much, uh, the least kind of uh, terrible character would be, to an extent, I suppose, Nacho. But even still, all, when I looked at him, all I could see was Massimo, because he is literally. <laughs> They're the same person. I couldn't but... get over
2: the fact his name was Nacho. I was just yeah. like, Nacho, fantasizing about a guy named Nacho. <laughs> yeah, I... in, in fairness. Be you sure you're not it's... just hungry, Pet? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, same, honestly. <laughs> yeah.
1: In fairness, it's a common
0: um, uh, Spanish uh, uh, name. Uh, Andrew, for... are you rooting for Nacho? Are you team Nacho?
2: He I am team I... Nacho. He's going to have a t-shirt next.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah they're, they're like
1: like like I've i I've I've known people called Nacho um and there there's there's there there's, there's, there's and there's lots of like Spanish footballers called Nacho. We
3: don't have to jump,
1: we're not just fighting yeah, we're not, we're not, it's funny to us because
0: we eat nachos. <laughs> <laughs> um I I know that this is this is the hill that we're fighting and dying on, apparently.
3: Okay, do you wanna guess? We've got people called Dick. <laughs> okay. I know several people called spud and fairness. Sorry, Darren. Exactly. Sidebar. But no, like, no, no, yeah. it's,
0: it's very, very important point, and probably more important than the point. <laughs> point you know I mean? Do you want? To, do you guys want to take a bet, at, like a guess, and figure out what the biggest plot change is between the film that you just saw and the novel on which it is based? And I, once I knew what it was, it was the most obvious thing imaginable. But I just want to see if if anybody else twigs. Like, what is it about this movie that seems different from the movie beforehand? Give you a hint. It involves Nacho. I'll give you a hint. It also involves stuff.
2: Is Nacho the, like, long lost brother or something?
0: No, but you're, you're kind of in the same area. It's, it's. I'll give you a hint. It's something Nacho doesn't do.
1: He doesn't kidnap her. Okay. Yes. She, she, yeah. Yeah, that's, like,
0: the, um. In the book, Nacho kidnaps her like, like, she was kidnapped by Massimo, and she falls in love with Nacho while he has kidnapped her. Like she fell in love with Massimo while he kidnapped her, and yeah.
1: in 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 a way, it makes sense to have that as a note. <laughs> like, I, I like I, as, as in like I, I it it's a strange one for me because like that that was my point about like as horrible as the first movie is, and I I think the movie is horrible not because it it has that kind of like not just because it 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 has that dynamic but because um of how horrid massimo is that if if uh, Mm -hmm. if if there was some kind of sense in which which there is actually here there is a sense here in which nacho um actually seems to
0: like like her
1: yeah and 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 also feels kind of guilt where he isn't like yeah. like as reprehensible but he hasn't also done um anything, anything as bad as, as bad. So there isn't the same kind of like forbidden nature of it. There there the Nacho is the kind of the gardener whose whose balls have been kind of uh like cut off and continue to be kind of removed. Which I mean he does it, literally
0: we're, say we're, that at one point where it's like yeah. you're like my girlfriend, it's like, Did you just cut off my balls?
2: Yeah, but Oh my god, that line <laughs> made me so queasy. <laughs> and he...
3: the way he kept smirking after it just made my teeth yeah. hurt. But it did for that
1: reason it doesn't kind of operate on the same level as 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 a kind of a fantasy. Aside from the, the fact that like he's he's a very good looking lad. There's a kind of cheekbone showdown at the end <laughs> <Yeah>. where <laughs> the, like the two of them are like handing each other guns. And, and
0: there are two messimos which we'll come back to in a moment as well. Um, yeah, and and Moroni gets to do some solid forehead and chin acting, which I really admire as well. Will...
1: He's <laughs> like the best looking kind of Quasimodo. He's yeah. <laughs> like, um, they're, they're um, twins and like w- w- one of them is the, the, the you know, the, the, the runt of the litter. Um, and
3: um, even the same, though they're the same he person looks the same. <laughs> he looks
1: the his same. hairline
3: is different Andrew
1: he kind of gives this sort of like monsterly kind of this twitchy yeah like his,
0: of- he's constantly like chewing he's constantly chewing his lip and he's like his, his, his eyebrows are constantly going as well like you can tell that like Moroni was like I really need to stretch myself as an actor it's like <laughs> so I looked at my performance as Massimo and I looked I said hey this character his eyebrows are very set and his jaw is very square so if I want to push myself and I want to show range, I need to play an actor whose eyebrows are moving a lot and whose jaw is like, you don't know where it's going to be from one frame to the next and I'm like, damn if only he wasn't so handsome, he'd be a great actor he'd be one
1: (laughs) yeah, it's quite poor, the the Adriano stuff, It 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 does demonstrate kind of like, I wonder like, which of the brothers are
0: better (laughs) like like as human Um, beings guys well that that's the thing is like adriano is like supposed to be worse than massimo but like we don't see anything he's we we never know that he's as far as we know adriano has never abducted a woman for a year and made her fall in love with him right so by default like he's he's better right by default i mean he did kill his own father but he didn't like kidnap his father and make him fall in love with him for three hundred and sixty. Yeah, like, like the,
1: the he, he shut he, up. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's that's the movie we deserve.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like like he he's he's asked by the the uh, rival um, uh, female mob boss um, to, uh, to 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 collaborate in a, in. In in a sex act for for, uh, for for the purpose of subterfuge.
0: Yeah, let's let's unpack the actual plot here, as far as the yeah. plot goes. Like, right? because like the the interesting thing about this movie is that like as Andrew pointed out, like it is very front loaded in the first 18 minutes there, there I are I think the first words in a movie might be I don't have panties. They're the second, they're the second sentence I heard. <laughs> first one is you shouldn't be here and second one is I don't have panties. Yeah.
1: Um, there's a very tender moment that's <laughs> undercut yeah. by like so much writing like immediately. Actually, there's not so much writing because I was wondering if it starts like this, how is it going to build up to anything? How does it escalate? And the the answer is at Christmas. It's like, oh, I have something very special. <laughs> It's the same sex we've been having, but for longer, for so long. <laughs> um, and and I think as well the difference between the sex earlier and the sex uh, later, the Christmas sex, is that looking at the Christmas sex, <laughs> the it does, Christmas sex, <laughs> I it. it looks like they're actually like 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 they're they're not simulating kind of at those moments because lo- lo- looking at it earlier on in the movie, it it kind of didn't. Um, well, they do
0: frame it so that like there's reflections and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's very. But it did
1: it it, it it didn't feel believable somehow. When you're watching the Christmas sex, you're like, hold on, are they actually? No, okay. okay. Or now, maybe they just gave it a few more takes now, or something.
0: Now, now hold on, Andrew, look. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest here, I have never been a mob boss, I've never been abducted by a mob boss, I've never been married to a mob boss. I have, however, worked on a golf course, and I will say that what they get up to on that golf team. That's not the Christmas one, though. No, no, but I'm just saying in terms of, like, you know, earlier, earlier scenes, you know, I'm just saying, completely unbelievable. I, that's I, not what you're supposed to do in a golf no, course that, that is what one his, membership on be, his membership would it's be his membership would be like, revoked immediately I climbed
1: a hill <laughs> and spread my legs akimbo and I had like a dune buggy driving to sorry um, it's like normal stuff that people do on honeymoon okay. with ATVs and um, sorry okay thank you Andrew um, for that. And, and like those um, those <laughs> sorry but yes anyway, anyway, over um, the first
0: over the first 45 minutes of this movie, there are eight separate sex montages. Right. Which feels a bit excessive, if I'm being entirely honest. It also feels like something that throws the rhythm of the movie off slightly. Where, like, the movie... Like, this is a, an erotic thriller, right? Presumably, you are building to that as anticipation. You should be building to a moment of sexual release there. And, like, as Andrew said, as, as, much, as many problems as the first movie had... It at least had a sense of, like, build and tension and will they, won't they throughout it and that sort of stuff, logically. Whereas this starts with, like... And again, Andrew said, like... Andrew joked about how, like, when you had the VCR, you could fast-forward through stuff. The first 40 minutes of this feel like they're designed so that, like, it's like the stuff you hypothetically would fast-forward to when you were watching, like, a VCR or VHS back in the, the 80s people or 90s. just
1: want the naughty bit. That's it. It, it feels like yeah. it's
0: 45 minutes of just the naughty bits. And then, like... 45 minutes into a nearly two-hour movie, the plot actually starts. And after that, like, there's, like, a dream about Nacho the Gardener and that's it. That's very strange structuring (laughs) to me. I I realise this is the lamest complaint anybody could possibly have about this movie.
2: But this, this does fit into, like, what we were saying earlier, is that, like, by any objective measure, it's almost hard to consider this as an actual film that's intended to be taken seriously (laughs) so Mm -hmm. when you're talking about whether you would recommend it to people or whether it should be considered one of the worst films it's like well it just doesn't like it's just bleh I've run out of words (laughs) that's how baffled I am by it all
3: can I make a point just regarding that as well the one of the things that like really like annoyed me about this movie in particular was with the introduction of Nacho was so stylistically different to the entire movie, like that whole dream sequence when he was introduced, like I, I thought like I was like seeing stars because it was it was such a shift. Now maybe I'm talking through my arse I don't know, but like it's it just seems so different to the rest of the movie, and it was so like heaped on and excessive. And the same with her dream about him, that each time I was like, okay, it's over. Oh no, okay, it's over. Nope, she's still rolling around the bed. <laughs> Okay, oh no, still going. Okay, fair enough. And then they wake she wakes up and they have that really weird encounter dialogue. I was like, what in the world is A gentleman happening? doesn't
0: come into a lady's room. Well, technically <laughs> it's my room. And it's like that's not making her feel more comfortable, Nacho.
3: That's Edward Cullen talk right there. God damn it, Nacho.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well no, he's the werewolf guy, right? He's Jacob. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, Jacob.
0: he's
1: Jacob.
0: Yeah. 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 Um but uh, yes, yeah, so, like that that's the thing that kind of really throws me off is that like it's just terribly structured as a movie because presumably right you're meant to, like the whole the thing the
1: slightest is... overture to a story and it feels like an afterthought.
0: Well, it's literally an afterthought because you get like you get 45 minutes of basically softcore porn, right? That that is softcore porn. That's what the first 45 minutes mm-hmm. are, right? Yeah. Um, they're not getting on
1: really very well, but they're also kind constantly of getting... having sex. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: and like none of the sex scenes tell you anything about the characters. It's just excuses to put the in like states of undress and like play music terrible terrible music over it terrible music that describes the plot so like there's bits where he sings and then you take off your dress and then she takes off her dress and it's like i feel like one of these things is redundant i feel like you can either have the lyric or have the action you don't need both but then at like 45 minutes it actually starts to have a plot where she runs away with nacho and then there's the evil twin thing and then There's the reveal of, like, the sinister plot that has been, like, put together by Massimo's mafiosa rivals. Not at all, like, foreshadowed or set up, but apparently consists of, like, rather than kidnapping her, abducting her, holding her hostage, they, after failing to kill her in the tunnel, and by the way, I love that the movie doesn't pick up after the attack in the tunnel. The first movie ends with the cliffhanger of, oh my god, there's been a massacre in the tunnel is she alive? And then we come back and she's getting married and it's like, oh, I had a miscarriage. And it's like
2: Oh yeah, that that was actually one of my first thoughts when this film started. I was just like, I thought she was dead. Thought we've been over this. Wait, why is there a sequel?
0: Barely <laughs> an inconvenience. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. Like, and and the movie it's doesn't good. even want you to forget about it because it shows you the tunnel and does like the shaky cam stuff. But then it's like, Oh, by the way, don't worry about it. She's now getting yeah. married. So it's like, what, what happened?
1: I should credit that guy. What's he, uh, Screen Rants? Is it? Is it barely an inconvenience? (laughs) Sorry.
0: But like, yeah, but like that, that's the kind of thing. And then, but the the plot, so they try to kill her in the tunnel. It doesn't work. She has a miscarriage. Somehow, Adriano finds out about the miscarriage, even though Massimo doesn't, which is something that bothered me profoundly in my brain and my head. But anyway, so she has the miscarriage. They carry on about their business he the mafia. seem
1: like the kind of person who, who would pay enough attention.
0: To those sorts of details. Yeah. Oh, Massimo, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you, you know that that was the... and,
1: and And also, like, the reason he doesn't know is because he would be so angry. Um, like, he's a piece of... <laughs> <laughs>
0: just just, <laughs> just to, to be clear like... on this. In case you've been ambiguous on this yeah, podcast. It's like, I
1: can't tell Massimo that I've had a miscarriage because, like, what? He would beat you up? or what's the, the 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 implication there it's so horrible and, and like like as billy billy jean said is it, it like toxic
0: oh yeah and and kind of like soaking through every pore of the movie like again another minor change that was made uh across the movie and again this shouldn't bother me but it does bother me on a profound level that i can't explain the first movie is called 365 days it takes place over the course of three months this movie is called This Day. It seems to take place over several weeks. There is no correlation between the title of the movie and the length of time that it is taking place over.
1: Um, yeah, but it, I, I think they explain that um, when uh, they reveal um, that the makers of the movie are, are stupid.
0: Fair, fair point. Thank you, yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's like... <laughs> Why? Why you think so much, Darren? <laughs> <laughs> why you
0: think so much, baby
1: girl? Why you, why you think so much about everything? Um, but days, like days, months, years—what <laughs> does it all difference? matter? But yeah. okay, they—they, they, I—I think that's relevant thematically because this movie for me is about kind of like not wanting to go uh, home like after your holidays.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she. 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 she
1: she and and where 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 time kind of like uh, behaves becomes in, like a elastic in strange ways because like there is no reason why she doesn't go to Poland, why <laughs> why is she why is she still like, in Italy Yeah, she's like I have to get away from here. Um,
0: like I like, could go to my family and friends and my life that I used yeah, to have yeah.
1: in Poland. I, I miss challenges. It's like I'm 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 leaving. I'm I'm. But I'm also like kind of staying here, and um, I I do like by the way that I see the same. Like I, I'm gonna like stay in luxury, like by the yeah. seaside. But well,
0: um, well, that's it. Like it's it's a film very much like even more than the first one. It's about like luxury and decadence and about like
1: disgusting decadence.
0: Oh yeah, like fast cars and how gorgeous the cars are. And the fact he can buy her a fashion company when she gets bored. Uh, a, fashion <laughs> Just a fashion
3: company. A fashion company.
0: Yeah, yeah it's just as one. Not does. entirely clear what it does, and like, there's a point where she just disappears, and it's not entirely clear that the fashion company even knows that she's gone. Like, it's it's a very odd.
3: And Olga stays behind and runs it. <laughs> <laughs> when she's not licking cream off men's bodies. Well, that that's the obligatory food waste, actually. That is the
1: obligatory food waste. They're, 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 um, it's uh, upsetting. He, pre- he he presumably goes and washes that off uh which you brush uh, it
0: off I, very quickly during cuz the-
1: we don't see a dog <laughs> 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 that I could in a paint like kind of clean that up um,
0: sorry no I'm not suggesting no, no. <laughs> Jesus um all right um but oh yeah but like so but it is it's, it's very much about that. like you have the things where it's all about like luxury and it's like very similar to uh when we talk with grace and we talk with marianne about uh the 50 shades of gray movies where you have this weird entangling and it happens a lot in like american erotic thrillers because again they're products of the 80s and 80s is the consumerism decade but where this like idea nice penthouse yeah like sex sexuality and consumption become kind of intertwined and inseparable from one another basically in a way that is kind of really unsettling and disturbing because it's like sex isn't not and again this is where i worry i sound like you know grace talked about clutching pearls i worry i sound like i'm clutching pearls but like sex isn't an act of you know even you know not necessarily even love but just like expression of affection or whatever um it, it becomes just this hedonistic thing where it's just an expression definitely of like luxury and decadence. Like I am definitely. Yeah, yeah. But, it, no, but, it, but it's it, like it, having sports it's, cars, it's like having fashion companies. It's a it's a status symbol kind of thing. It's like you want to have sex that is probably deeply uncomfortable. Very posh, sex. very posh sex with somebody who looks like he's covered in baby oil. Um that sort of stuff. Like it, it's like you want to have sex with what looks like a mannequin. Like, you want to have, like, really expensive vibrators that are, like, black and gold and shot, like, with the loving camera kind of lingering over them. And there's this kind of consumerist aspect to it, which is, it's, I think, a little bit uncomfortable. It, like, it, it feels very much like, it feels like, and again, I don't know, maybe, maybe maybe that's me clutching pearls. It does have that kind of, like, 80s kind of, like, sheen of, look how much stuff we have. Yeah.
1: Look, Can look, I make like, a, a point
3: to that? Yeah. Sorry, Andrew, you go yeah. ahead there first. No, no, no go I ahead,
1: Billy. Go, absolutely. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was, <laughs> Thank I, was
3: you. I was just, I was just going to make a kind of build a point on your point, Aaron, and just say that I one of the notes that I took was kind of on that note that I found that I felt the same way you do, but I think rather than from a consumerist point of view, which obviously I totally took on board as well, I totally agree with, I think there was such a lack of chemistry. Not even just between the two leads, but but like with everyone that the sex scenes in particular, like there was just something about it that was like so clinical, which didn't make any sense because it was almost like neutered, but obviously without like you're seeing everything, but there was such such a disconnect because there was no chemistry, there was no anything, and it was literally a paint by numbers borderline soft porn, and one of the no- <laughs> one of the notes I actually wrote was. This is in no way sexy, lacks any level of sizzle that you would see in erotic thrillers. It shows, mm. tells, and then some. I feel more comfortable watching porn. <laughs> and yeah, that I was mean, one I, of my notes. I feel, I feel
1: like they, um, with the sex scenes, Massimo seems to be enjoying himself. As in, <laughs> like. He's not it, a
0: generous lover, Andrew. He's not no, a. No, but
1: they, they, as in, like, Lara isn't enjoying him, him, uh, herself. But nor do I think is he enjoying Laura. Yeah. I think it, it, like you feel from this sex scenes that Massimo um, uh, feels like he's he's this like um, specimen, this kind of like horse of a man, and 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 that 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 he's really kind of like into his own kind of body and enjoying like the way that he's yeah. moving and the way he feels that that that's the sense that you you so there's no well we talked no about first, interpersonal uh, chemistry we talked there, about
0: the first movie where like one of the key sequences is him making her watch him receive oral sex yes, and like uh, the sexual politics of that sentence I just uttered are quite a lot to unpack but yes
1: where like, like the there's there's a kind of a um from 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 nacho there is a kind of a a a cheeky smile and there's a sense of kind of affection for her and that he, he, he well, i mean uh,
0: even the small thing of like nacho caring for his pregnant sister like even that right. small thing where he kisses her on the forehead suggests that he has some measure of empathy or compassion for a human being who is not or, himself do
1: you know what i like <laughs> can i go on a little bit okay more? okay the, he, Sorry. he he still wears a shirt when he's bathing which is it uh it made me feel that maybe he was like a, a fat child and uh, he was like ashamed of his body. Now he has like this amazing body, but he still like wears like a rash guard when he goes out. That kind made of me look... love.
0: That makes that makes me like Nacho. That actually like, that <laughs> that little head cannon that you've constructed there makes me like Nacho a lot more. The fat mafia kid. But sorry, yeah, sorry, really. Billy, did we... sorry.
3: No, no, I, that was literally, I, I don't have anything else. I, I'm just so distracted by that headcanon now. I think we should take it to Twitter and push it out. <laughs> um,
0: that What's going on with, with, with that show?
3: But in, ter- in terms of like, so yeah,
0: like the mafia plot here is completely insane. So they try to kill her, right? That doesn't work. So they come up with an elaborate plan where they get his identical twin brother to have sex with his ex-girlfriend at a party counting on the fact that she's going to walk in and see them and presumably counting on the fact that she's not going to engage him in conversation she's not going to bump into
1: try any of the other locked doors
0: (laughs) (laughs) but like she's not going to bump into him on the way out of the party they assume the first thing that she's going to do is to run to the sexy gardener and ask the sexy gardener to take her away from this
1: like, but they—they've already kind of Darren browned him into <laughs> her, 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 her life, whereas like the ingenious kind of suggestion of having like the sexy gardener already introduced, like uh... by the yeah,
0: how does that like like. Did he just, like, did he actually get a job on, like, the the plant, like, Massimo's kind of, like, estate? Or did he just, like, wander up and rock up? I don't
1: think he knows anything about gardening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Only surfing. He doesn't actually work there. I think he kind of snuck in there, like, ninja-like. And, um, you know, kind of had, like... uh, um, That conversation. The look of of a gardener. But, um, and then kind of appears later on. No, he he would have. He, people would have to be aware of him. I think you you would see Nacho and well, presumably in 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 this universe, like everybody is very um, uh, good looking. Like 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 the guy Mario, who's like a bit older, uh, doesn't come along for the second movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, no, he gets written out after the. Uh, they after underline the- how how much they admire him though. Yeah, like... (laughs) He's just not hot enough to come back for the sequel, unfortunately. He was a bit of a COVID risk, unfortunately, for this production. Right. Um, But, like, yeah, but you, and again, so basically the plot is... And I love, by the way, that, like, when I was watching it, like, Nacho kidnaps her, and before the reveal, it's like, that is a very spacious palatial villa for a gardener. It's like... And I kind of love that it takes her so long to realise... She eventually realises, but it takes her so long to realise that apparently everybody in sicily owns these wonderful ocean view plantation-esque villas um even the gardener who's working in her estate but yeah the plan is basically for her to get like for her to run away with him so they can then try and like sell her back and to force massimo to like resign and be replaced by his twin brother and is his evil twin brother going to pretend to be him or is he just going to like hand over power because it feels like at the first like mafiosa meeting they'll be like what's up with your forehead and chin dude What's up with your lower jaw and your forehead? They seem to be doing a lot of work today, Massimo.
1: Well, they, they, is is this? Um, so sorry. Um, what's going to happen is is like now we have your wife, so you um, uh, and she's been doing the dirt on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, do you want her back? Because if because if you do, uh, we 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 want you to give up. Your, uh, like criminal
0: enterprises which you don't seem to be that involved in this movie you don't seem to be really you know, doing what that did much
3: they, do? they don't seem to re- Yeah, they yeah. put on fancy sunglasses and they stare at ocean views <laughs> and Massimo goes get out of here and he, <laughs> he, he makes motions with his jaw and he hunches over and he growls and he scowls so if you didn't know Andrew that's actually how mafioso business is
0: actually done yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean like there, there's the sequence where like it seems to mostly be like board meetings and balls that she doesn't like so it seems like him like stepping down or resigning would be good for their relationship because he wouldn't have to have one more last conversation constantly they could just like concentrate on themselves as a couple it seems like it really seems like the mob is trying to help their relationship in their own way it's like we, we figured we'd, yeah. we'd push you apart so you could grow back together this is kind of like a family therapy situation is what we're doing here
1: it's, it, yeah it's it's um it's all dinner dances
0: yeah uh, you know like like the real mob uh but yeah so so is there anything else we talk about with with 365 days like the next day? i think i think billy you mentioned you were 25 minutes in and you had pages upon pages of notes so like is there anything you want to talk about about this movie in particular that we haven't kind of touched on yet
3: hmm let me get up my notes and have a quick look oh yeah um so one of the things that really oh actually there's two things One of the things that really irked me, and I don't know why, was the fact that Laura had her blonde hair from the end of the last movie, obviously to start of this movie, only to go back to her original hair from the first movie, the long black dark hair, which for some reason felt to me like quite Sim-ish, like when you get bored with your Sims character and you just swap out hair. And... (laughs) then they decide for about 10 minutes to recreate that sex scene from the first movie with the cuffs. Like, I was like, that is such a disingenuous copy-paste. How dare you? <laughs> like, you... what filler? And the cuffs that say me
0: <laughs> in terms of, like, subtext. Like, I'm, like I feel like, that's gratuitous I don't feel like you don't need it's like that sequence where the song says take off your dress and she takes off the dress I feel like there's a moment where just one of the notes is maybe dial it back a little bit
1: it, the other thing it, 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 it reminds me of The Sims as well because it feels like somebody's uh, somebody's taken away the ladder to, <laughs> to to leave the pool and that like the, the car comes to take them to work and they're not going to work
2: everyone's just <laughs>
3: rounding around <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're just just putting in cheat codes the whole time mother load mother load mother load (laughs) just cheat codes cheat codes cheat codes
0: Uh, but what what was the second thing then actually so you said there were two things first was the hair
3: yeah so the hair and that sequence in the in the in the room like to recreate the first one the second one was okay so obviously the end sequence was bizarre with Nacho and Massimo with their sexy man walk with the guns and the jaws and the everything. Like they, they know that Laura or Laura, for whatever reason, they know she's in mortal peril because of course she is. Why wouldn't she be? But they're like strutting like they're on a catwalk. Instead of like, instead of mobilizing both of the mafioso families going, hey, she's in danger. Get everyone. We need to find her. She's in this, like, abandoned, beautiful, churchy place thingy. Like, a big rabbit in the headlights. And then when the boys arrive and there's that whole, like, they see the evil twin. Nothing is said. He's, like, growling and spitting on himself and drooling. The the ex-girlfriend just comes out of nowhere being evil for no reason. And then the shootout happens. And when Laura gets shot, spoiler alert, sorry, guys. Like, nobody blinks. Massimo does not bat an eyelid. <laughs> Nacho does not bat an eyelid. She hits the deck, is bleeding out, and they don't even register the fact that this supposed love of both of their lives has like been obliterated. <laughs> and then they proceed to do their business. Nacho turns the gun on Massimo and then just <laughs> eh, leaves. And it takes Massimo a good ten seconds to register that Laura has been bleeding out for, I'd say, a couple of minutes at this stage like they didn't even look at her after she got shot there was no reaction like whatsoever i think he and i just i couldn't get past it
1: i feel like he's deeply disappointed with her <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it, it, it feels it feels like uh like um on character for, for, for. <laughs> for
0: messimo i mean like to be fair um here okay so do we want to hear like the summary of like one of the big changes that they made for the ending of this movie?
3: Yes, please.
0: So at the end of the previous movie and novel, um obviously there's the attack in the tunnel and Laura survives that. In the film, she miscarries during that attack. In the film, she sorry, in the book she does not. She actually is still pregnant when she's shot in the cathedral at the end of this movie here. And here we oh, go. Oh, Jesus. Oh, 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 it gets better. Um, at the start of the third book, Massimo has to decide whether to save Laura or their unborn baby. In the th-
3: Oh, my God. In the
0: third book, Massimo chooses to save Laura, but he doesn't tell her why she miscarried, which, given she was shot, probably shouldn't be a surprise to her. But anyway, what was I was going
2: to say, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure she can probably deduce if she is recovering from a gunshot wound, why she might have had a miscarriage.
0: But, like, okay, other events include her running back to the arms of Nacho, so yay, Andrew, leading to Massimo killing her dog as revenge and then kidnapping her again. She had a dog? That's what you're taking away from this? (laughs) But yeah, so that's apparently what was in store for the third book. We don't know whether that will be what's in store for the third film. But Grace, what about yourself? Any Anything that, jumping out at you in terms of, of 365 days this day? Anything in your notes, anything we haven't talked about that you feel the need that we have to talk about?
2: Honestly, not really. Um, I kind of, so I will admit, I was only able to watch this earlier. So it, it's still kind of all a bit muddled in my head. But then I feel like that's probably kind of the point. Um, No, I don't think so. I think we've covered all of the key bits of off to be honest it's um it's one of those ones that maybe after i've sat with it for like a week i'll come to and be like oh and what about that that was a bit mad but um yeah
0: um in terms of just just notes for myself two quick things um the christmas sequence which is is i think and and billy texted us last night as she was watching live and she was like it's christmas exclamation mark in the group chat um which was I think, the last message that she sent um but like i love that. It's meant to be sexy, but Massimo's saying, Santa Claus didn't get me anything. Um, sounds just like a petulant four year old child, as opposed to like a <laughs> steamy, smoldering kind of like a uh, kind of mafiosa chief.
1: And if, if, if like, like the, Santa Claus forgot about me. Yes, because you're brash. The, the sexy surprise <laughs> should, like, the sexy Christmas surprise should be sex with Santa hat. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like,.
0: Well, the the way that he says Santa Claus forgot about me makes it sound like he's going to open a door, and jolly old Saint Nick is going to be standing there with um some sort of stocking of some kind. Anyway,
1: yeah, like um,
0: (laughs) that's the big twist in the third one. Santa Claus gets involved.
3: uh... Santa Claus
0: takes Massimo to the like you know South Pole or North (laughs) Pole. And basically that's what that's it's
2: Massimo's trying to get kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. The weird pervy North Pole. I'd actually watch that. That that might elevate it a bit. Oh god, we've just given them an idea for like the, the Christmas hallmark spin-off of three hundred and sixty five days. Yeah.
0: Leading to a completely on a completely sexless kind of pole dancing sequence with some candy canes is the only way that like that's immediately where my mind went. Thank you to this movie. Um oh yeah,
1: she does <laughs> a pole dance with the with uh... the
0: golf flag, which as somebody who worked on a golf course is not what they're for. It's so unsanitary surely.
1: You were very you you, you run a pretty tight ship when you were
3: working on the golf club. That's fair. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's fair. Didn't happen on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> little did you know. <laughs> yeah little did I know. Apparently hitting golf like the bit where he picks up the golf club and like blows on it and then like hits the ball. He 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 then went around to one of those little things where you wash your balls. <laughs> Um, And then the only other thing I have to say is, like, the first movie, famously, and, like, I think Billy kind of mentioned this when we asked about, like, watching the the, kind of the first movie, the yacht, the yacht sequence in the first movie is, for better or for worse, probably for worse, iconic, in that it is a movie, sorry, it's a moment that, like, went viral on Twitter, it became one of those things that people pointed to as a moment of, you know, absurdity and excess is there anything in this sequel that compares to that, whether for good or for ill, for better or for worse? Does it feel like this movie is kind of flatter than the first one because it doesn't have anything that is as frankly awful, but also as like kind of unable to look away from as the, the yacht sequence from the first movie? It, that's what I was kind of wondering. Like, is this movie, does this movie have anything like that? And is it better or worse because it doesn't, or if it doesn't? I
1: think it's, it's both better and worse i guess would 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 be my take on it as 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 in like there there's nothing with that same like kind of level of of absurdity yeah yeah there there, there there's something very kind of characterless about the prolonged sex scene in 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 um uh in this movie and so as Billy is, said it's replaying like the same one from the last that. one yeah but uh, like, but it's also
0: uh, replaying the scene from the last one as well very directly.
1: Yeah, it is, and
0: uh, it's a weird the, sort of nostalgia bait, a weird sort of fan service, um, as it were.
1: It, it's 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 strange, but it, it it it's it's all like like the the editing on that yacht um, uh, sex thing was very very kind of like um, strange in the sense that like was 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 it was it meant to be like ultimately titillating because it it feels like the editing choices are kind of like. Cutting away from kind of you know showing the like yeah. you, you know like
0: the full frontal or whatever. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Again, the, the kind of soft core aspect of it. it's like here's an establishing again. That's that materialism kind of folding back into it where it's like, are it... is the most sexually arousing thing about this the sex or the fact that they're having it on a ridiculously opulent private yacht that but nobody yeah. in the audience let's will do, ever set foot on?
1: Like like a Michael Bay or sort of like pan. Can, can, that's the the, ca- yacht. the, 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 the like. like the, there's nothing kind of really like sexual about it but it, it, it's it's jarring if anything
0: yeah um but sorry billy and and grace in terms of like is is there anything in this movie that competes with that and if it doesn't is that a good or a bad thing mm. okay um <laughs> our...
2: we, we both been pushed over the edge i was trying to think there and nothing was coming to mind really all right so
1: the, the, I, I think that the, the thing that kind of underscores like Massimo is rubbish is that how he like willy nilly just kind of breaks all of the, the wedding traditions as well. <laughs> and, uh, like, you know, it, it doesn't matter to him, you know. Yeah. Not, not... I, I
0: love, by the way, that El- uh, Olga is like, by the way, we should respect the sanctity of the wedding while wearing like a midriff bearing dress. It's like you know. I mean, not not to judge, but it's not really wedding. You're judging you know, there. I am judging. That's fair. I am judging pearl
3: clutching, pearl clutching. I am
0: pearl clutching. But it's like I feel like feel like if you're if you're wearing like if you're that if the dress code for the wedding is that casual, then maybe you don't really get to judge. You know, you don't really get to cast judgment if the bride and groom decide to have gratuitous sex on a balcony. He on also a table. looks
1: back on the altar, but at that at that point they've already had sex. So they're they 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 they're, 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 they're he's also
3: kidnapped. I as had well. to be
1: reminded when I got <laughs> married to not to look back because they started playing the music and I looked back to see like oh um oh is my friend about to kinda of start singing. So either yeah. so, but my, my, um i don't know, was it you or was my brother? I said, I did stop looking back, you're not meant to see yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um but okay so yeah so he breaks all of the traditions basically is is what we're saying another reason why massimo is is terrible yes all right so i think that about then wraps it up unless there's anything else we're talking about and we haven't discussed about the film so a bit
1: more food waste with the the the, the 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 um he was having dinner with like the the um the mob boss i forget her name uh um, anna is it it's his ex-girlfriend it anna. anna yeah 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 um and just kind of walks away from dinner um, <laughs>
0: And Andrew's like the proper thing to do is to sit silently and yeah, uncomfortably yeah, yeah. and finish her <laughs> like angrily finish her <laughs> um, work that lower jaw remind her of uh, of your identical evil twin by the, the way I love I love that he's like when he's talking about like there's a moment earlier on where they tried to do foreshadowing and they're lying in bed and she asks about his family he's like oh I have a brother and it's like he doesn't mention that the brother is an identical <laughs> twin he's just like oh I have a brother we don't talk much he's like Fredo from The Godfather if he were played by me um uh, <laughs>
1: The the um you never smoke. Um, inappropriate smoking. Yeah. And the the the, the kind of um, there's a gunshot to the head, which I guess is the um, obligatory Robocop
0: reference if nice. you like. Yeah. And and, yeah, and a bit more violence in this one to be fair, actually. There's a surprising amount Oh
3: of I have one last point. So sorry, lads, to no, interrupt no, no, no. with this. Speaking of violence, can we just talk about The when Laura is staying with Nacho, that fight sequence when he fights off the dude that comes to kidnap her back from Massimo Hmm. Like I have (laughs) never in all of my days seen anything as hokey quite like it. It was like watching like Mortal Kombat Annihilation or something along those or like actually feck that Fatal Deviation. That's what it was like. (laughs) That is what it was like. The, the way the punch was thrown and the way your man fell backwards and then when Lara was like oh my god you killed him and he was like unfortunately not, not. he'll yeah. be fine I was like because
0: a good guy yeah
3: I was like <laughs> what what the hell is going on like and like, she just, she's just telling you, it's, it's all on Lara. She's a little, she's a little troll magnet. I'm telling you, and she's up to no good.
0: <laughs> if I remember correctly, does that sequence kind of shot like in long takes as well? Because it's kind of like trying to be artful where he forces the guy yeah. out the, like out the back of the shot and then you come out to the pool and he's wrestling with him, which shows her yeah, attention he, how awful the, the fight choreography is, sorry.
3: Yeah, because it's just back and forth between the doorway. Yeah. So you can see them, but it's just, it is, it is, it just completely solidifies how bad it is. Yeah, and I can't remember. Was that like, did, did she have some kind of sex dream before that kicked off? And I think that's what made it <laughs> so bizarre. It was like her initial kind of sex dream or something that she had about him. Then that kicks off. Um, but yeah, no. Just when you said about violence, I I forgot that I had to absolutely dogpile that because that just offended my senses. That even though luckily it was brief, but. For the briefness of it, it took about 10 years off my life. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. I, I, I do love that it didn't get an 18 rating from Netflix for violence, just just for sex.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Very puritanical approach.
0: And Grace, just anything else finally before we wrap up? Anything that you haven't talked about already? Just last chats, just in case.
2: Um, Maybe watch this on mute and see if it Ooh. improves it in any meaningful way. Because I will admit, there was a point with the music where I actually just put it on mute and read the subtitles for a while, <laughs> because no <laughs> just no it was too much of a sensory overload overload even um all right then
0: all right so what we normally do at the end of the podcast we ask our guests to recommend something for listeners something they are enjoying at the moment it can be something related to the movie that we've just watched something completely unrelated just something that you're enjoying and you think listeners might enjoy themselves so to give both billy and grace a chance to think about it i'm going to ask andrew to go first
1: um i will um recommend duke of burgundy um, by uh, Peter, Strickland? Peter Strickland yeah yeah it's, uh, it's quite good and you can you can get it on um, Google Movies probably a few other places depending on where you are and I won't kind of reveal too much about it um, uh, erotic and it's good
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like that you felt the need to emphasize that like what differentiates how it's similar <laughs> to this movie but also how it's very different
1: no, we're fans of Peter Strickland. We are indeed um, on the
0: podcast. Have you seen Bavarian Sound Studio?
1: I have. You got it from Ah Daddy. It's a, they, 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 I have I have a a uh, Valentine's Day tradition. I didn't used to have Valentine's Day traditions because I I, I don't like that, <laughs> that, that, that. That But there's it, but, a single day where you express yeah, your love exactly. But but but, it, but it's become a thing now that we will we'll we'll watch a Peter Strickland movie because we watched um in fabric on our on our second date but um i'd rec- i'd recommend that it's very good and also um oh i i read i read and um, i i i won't i won't um i won't waste all my recommendations but um I, I i i read the premonition lately which is which has nothing to do with this movie it's the michael lewis kind of um covid book it's quite kind of it's quite it's very american centric it's interesting in terms of people um kind of uh uh, getting ready for the um the COVID 19 pandemic and um trying to kind of um influence um public health reaction it's kind of unsatisfying i guess because it's about how the american kind of public health establishments thought how they would take the lead and show the rest of the world how to to, to go and handle and, this and handle the pandemic but in, instead they were the example kind of, of the counter example basically yeah, yeah, yeah. don't I, do this don't do is, what johnny don't does exactly yeah 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 which um which is interesting but it's about some of the people who um tried to kind of prevent it from from being the tragedy that became yeah. um, michael like, lewis is always very good like even 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 when the if the material isn't kind of um, especially good he, he has a way of kind of um, uh, making these things interesting
0: um, and grace what about yourself what do you recommend what are you enjoying at the moment
2: um so i'm probably like 12 years late to this compared to everybody else but seeing as how the movie just came out um i recently started watching bob's burgers and i'm very much enjoying it so if you are like me and miles behind the times and haven't given it a try yet then i would recommend it for something quite nice and entertaining in these dark times we live in
0: it's on disney plus and it's a fox it's an fx show um it, it is yeah um...
1: Cool, cool. It's on Netflix, I think, as well. Oh okay. Oh okay. It... Right. Oh no, sorry. Um... No, it's it's on Disney
2: only, I think. think. Across, used to I think it's been on...
1: moved oh, across. Okay, yeah,
0: yes. because Disney are now consolidated. Same thing with the X Files used to be on um Amazon, but then obviously because of Fox they consolidated on Disney Plus. Uh Monopolies, they're they're fantastic. Massimo would be would be proud. Uh, and, and Billy, what about yourself? What do you recommend? What are you enjoying at the moment?
3: Yeah, I'm I'm um actually falling off in a similar boat to Grace, but it's I've been like really busy in work lately and I go into these really weird spurts because I'm just riddled with ADHD and I can't focus on anything. So if I I need to, I have this need to consume media all the time, but I also refuse to watch new things if I don't have the energy or the time to give them the necessary due care and attention. So I am rewatching Bob's Burgers in the background while I'm working or doing other bits and pieces just to have something to bring me joy. So as Grace said, Bob's burgers is always a good watch. Um and just to point out how seriously I take yourselves and this podcast, <laughs> I stopped my Stranger Things binge to watch 365 days. I'm sorry. It's all good. Now at least I can I can have a palate cleanser with uh, <laughs> Steve the Hare Harrington.
0: <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, this is about the length of a single Stranger Things episode, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. I just didn't have the energy, though, to go back to Stranger Things after
2: last night. I just couldn't.
0: It just killed your love of cinema as an art form. It's just like, I yeah. can't watch anything after. My this.
2: sister got through all of it in like a day and a half, which is unreal. Because I'm like, it's going to be five years from now and I still won't be finished looking at it. Yeah, it's 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 such a...
3: like. I Now, in fairness, I think the other day I binged a good few episodes. But in like I did appreciate the kind of the necessary um stall because I would have just consumed and then been ravenous and wanting more but uh, yeah it, they're hefty all right so I'm gonna be a basic biatch and say stranger things as well because it's just it's it's fabulous this season I think
0: um, and for myself I will note that Andrew did actually write down deep water and circled it in his notes <laughs> Uh, which is great. I feel like I've made a difference. I'm I feel like
1: in the habit of circling things that people
3: say. Like <laughs> yeah. I do need to watch that as well. I actually, deep water to broaden uh, my to... horizons. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, so Anna Darvis, uh, Ben Affleck, erotic thriller from the director of Fatal Attraction. Um, the other thing that I would recommend is the at the moment, the erotic thriller is undergoing something of a reappraisal in pop culture, which is absolutely fascinating. And it's great to see. Um, there is the season, latest season of uh, You Must Remember This, which is the podcast I think I recommended before. looking at Hollywood history presented and written by Karina Longworth. And she's doing a season called Erotic 80s. Uh, Unfortunately, she's not going to title the the sequel series Neurotic 90s, but looking at the history and evolution of the erotic thriller from 1979 through to the year 2000, covering uh, one year at a time going through. So looking at things like, say, Mickey Rourke, uh, looking at things like Richard Gere, looking at things like the way in which AIDS kind of like crept into the margins of these sorts of movies. Very fascinating, very scholarly, very thoughtful study of a genre that has been often overlooked and often ignored. And along those lines, you uh, say
1: it's more sophisticated than, than some of our, uh, my takes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I mean, it,
0: she does I'm have a sorry. team of interns doing research for it, so I feel like it's okay. I feel um, like
1: my interns would quit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but uh, and also along those lines, uh, to mark the re- to mark the release of Deepwater, Vulture did a whole week dedicated to the erotic thriller, looking at its history, uh, its form, its function, articles written by some of the best writers working in American film criticism today, including Angelica Jade Bastien, for example, Bill J. Berry, people like that. That is well worth seeking out if you want to get like a sense of like the genre's history, its context, uh, how it's evolved, and how we maybe ended up. At the place that we have with this movie that we talked about this week, uh, so both of those would be kind of my my very boring uh, recommendations. I love that I'm like, you know, erotic thrillers—they're sensuous and they're sexy. What if you were to listen to people break them down <laughs> academically and talk about <laughs> them in minute detail uh, and it, subject to the scholarship? It is screen?
1: interesting though, because like the, even stuff like like Lethal Weapon, like you, you know, you had to your 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 protagonist had to have a kind of a sexuality.
0: Oh. Wait, like um. sorry, this is we're, we're gonna. I love the podcast. Gonna go for another half hour now, but yeah, no, like that. <laughs> Wait, I'm pretty sure we may have talked about last week when we talked about Top Gun Maverick, but like compare Top Gun where you have like the sex scene that is shot like in blue light with the curtains wafting in the breeze as Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis like kiss and undress in the bed together and compare that to the sex scene in Top Gun Maverick where Jennifer (laughs) Connelly like kisses Tom Cruise on the cheek. And then all of a sudden they're like cuddling after sex implicitly, but they're both fully clothed. Um, Like it's, it's weird how completely sex has been like erased from movies and consciousness in in ways that are, are bizarre and uncomfortable and, and strange like i mean
1: Falcon maverick was indecent
0: <laughs> it was filthy they were on a bed together yeah. you you could see his ch- daughter
1: he- saw the whole thing <laughs> like literally she saw the whole thing she saw exactly what we yeah, saw you know, <laughs> like two adults wearing clothes yeah
0: in bed <laughs> together oh, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah,
1: so that's <laughs> exactly what Grayson and, and Billy Jean are looking at now. This is the, the <laughs> Top Gun Mavericks.
0: <laughs> to be clear, Andrew and I are recording in bed together just for listeners to put that in context. Um, but yes, um,
1: uh, it's only uh, our, our only fans get to see me kiss you on
3: the forehead.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's
0: yeah the top list. tier. <laughs> top, top tier content. All right, then. So what we normally do at the end of at the podcast is we ask our guests, sorry, we we basically that wraps it up. So people are looking I haven't done this in a while, I'm a little out of practice. If people are looking for a bit more Billie Jean, a little more grace in their lives, where can they find you? What yeah? So Billy Jean, watch up to
3: Um I am currently up to fighting the Instagram algorithm. You can find me at videonastypresents.com, Videonasty Presents on Instagram, or Be Nasty, unfortunately titled uh presents on Twitter. So, um, basically, uh, my primary bread and butter is I make horror uh, genre and cult movie color palettes. Um, I'm really always open to suggestions. So, if there's something bizarre and wonderful that you want me to tackle, and see it broken down via the color scape, please let me know. Otherwise, I shy talk about movies, and make absolutely nonsensical articles defending the likes of Assassin's Creed and whatnot so <laughs> you can find me on any of those socials i'm a degenerate and i apologize profusely in advance for what you may or may not see
0: can i ask about like the color palette thing Because this this fascinates me is that done algorithmically or is it done like is it something that you do personally
3: you can't give
1: away your
0: secret sauce that's fair sorry oh, if, yeah. if, if no, if it's proprietary I, I,
3: I have absolutely no issue i wish i was smart enough to do it by um by algorithm but i'm not uh, so my day job is i'm a graphic designer and I'm an art director. So for someone that was a graphic designer, or that is a graphic designer, or at the time was a budding trainee graphic designer, uh I struggled a lot with colour for some reason, which is insane. Um because that's literally part of your job. So what I started to do was um I always loved kind of colour palettes, even when it was just, you know, like the ones that you'd get in the, the like in the hardware store. Like,
0: oh, for picking ones and stuff for
3: picking paint. I always was fascinated with them as a kid. Um, so one day I was watching Texas Chainsaw, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like uh, the original one, and I was just so blown away again by how beautiful the ending sequence is with all those kind of really warm, autumn y fall colors. And I was watching it and I just kind of thought to myself that it's horrific that people don't recognize the beauty in horror movies like from the colors and the textures and everything that goes into it so I literally got a still from that ending sequence I pulled it into photoshop and I decided to try and break it down by eye like all the little kind of colory details and then people just seemed to like it so it took off nice so photoshop and a bit of hard labor that's the crack the secret sauce is very easily <laughs> duplicated and robbed and a lot of people try but you know i think not a lot of people have my stupidity and people kind of stay from my stupidity
2: <laughs> <Commitment>. <laughs> um,
3: and grace
0: what do you have where do you watch up to
2: um not up to much <laughs> still i think i've mentioned this on previous episodes i've been on here but um i think before the pandemic but certainly during the pandemic i kind of just skirted offline and have stayed mostly offline since then so i do have a twitter which is at pixie grace i think i think this will show you how long i've been offline (laughs) now um which i occasionally use if you want to look that up (laughs) but for the most part i just chill in the real world these days because my brain is too melted to go back into the internet
0: And last year, you contributed to a Pretty Deadly film song Kirsten I remember correctly.
2: Yes, I did. Was that last year or the year before? Okay. Time is now a very, Time is very elastic concept to me. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> um, but yes, that was fun.
0: But you can check that out. That's well worth seeking out. I would wholeheartedly recommend it uh, if listeners want to check that out. All right. we. Uh, I have no idea what we're going to do uh, next week. It might be, possibly, Darren says, plucking something randomly out of the air. It might be The Princess Bride with <laughs> Eva Barry from The Journal. Andrew can literally see me putting <laughs> yeah. this out of my head in real time. Um, with a bit of luck, it will be The Princess Bride with Eva Barry from the TheJournal.ie joining us for that discussion. But thank you so much, Billy. Thank you so much, Grace. As I am sorry to both of you and I'm sorry for all the listeners as well who may have suffered through this movie. Thank you, guys. Cheers.
1: Thank
2: you. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much, guys.